0: hello everyone and welcome to episode 121 of the high sensitivity podcast and thank you for listening if it's your first time here we talk about video game and movie news as well as what we watched or played over the week my name is barry along with my co-hosts
1: uh my name is craig uh my name is craig as well (laughs) and we also uh, have we also have my lovely wife leanne in on this episode today
2: what's up how's it going
0: So, uh, as you see here, we got a four-man podcast today, four people just in general. Uh, Primarily, we're just going to be over all the games and everything else that we've been playing. So, other than that, you know, while we did add a co-host, we always have the news. So, with the news, I'll start this week with, first off, GTA is reported to have a, a female lead in its first kind of GTA game, which is new. It's rumored to be a Bonnie and Clyde style with different cities coming out as time goes on, for the most each part, each city will be nineteen
3: ninety
0: nine. Yeah, is it okay? A little <laughs> bit extra there, with like I'm okay with it. I think, as far as I can remember, I and I didn't even realize. I guess GTA has always had like ma- like male lead characters, but yep. after GTA yep. Five, apparently, like. Rockstar had been a very quote unquote frat boy company to work for where it always been a lot of guys, girls didn't have a lot of I guess decision in making in making decisions with the GTA games. But it seems like they're taking the right step in how they're trying to reduce the amount of crunch time that all of their employees are going through by taking their time with GTA 6 and then also kind of putting a female in the lead, which I think is is good for GTA. GTA is probably the biggest game like that, people are familiar with other than the Nintendo properties. So to do that, I think is cool, and I think Bonnie and Clyde is an interesting era to dive into. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm all for it, and good for Rockstar for maybe doing something good. We don't really know until we see more. It's just rumors, anyway. Yeah, so
3: that's a good... I also saw. Um, I also saw that they said it's at least two years off. Is was kind of hidden in that report yeah and i think two years is i feel like that's got to be generous because i i don't see them getting done in two years if they just started but no. who knows i mean i guess if they're really pushing it but i'm gonna say 2025 okay okay that's my
1: guess it's it's great they're adding a uh, a female lead i mean we've seen a lot of games be successful what's really cool is in the last three or four years, maybe even five, seeing how many games are just doing that. You have your Aloys. um, I don't know what the lady's name is in the new Forsaken game that's going to be coming out. I know when I personally play video games, and I have a choice between genders, I always pick female like I just do. Um, And it's 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 cool that they do that. I didn't even realize that Grand Theft Auto has had primarily male leads. I just didn't think about it, you know, but that's that's good that they're doing it. Um, weren't they also talking? I feel like there was something in the report about how they wanted to do. They wanted to do like the entirety or at least a portion of North and South America combined in the game. And then they scaled it down because they probably took one look at each other and were like, "We can't do that."
0: Like they just put like it in Miami. It-
1: yeah,, yeah, so, yeah, they put it in Miami, But before that, they were talking about doing like a combination of a North, South American and a bunch of cities in both being like the whole game. Mm-hmm. And they did what most people do is they they realized that <laughs> maybe we can't. Or maybe it's too, maybe you're biting off more than you can chew, you know? But. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. I'm, I know I'm excited for it. I mean, I've noticed my whole gaming life that there weren't women in those games. I think it's super important. I think it looks good for the company, especially with all that backlash that they've been getting. Um usually they're represented poorly in those games so as a gamer who enjoys GTA I'm super pumped to see what they do with it um I think that adding new cities and stuff is a bit ambitious um and I hope that that doesn't kind of derail them a bit but I'm pumped
3: yeah have they not always been like the go-to for a living breathing city like even I think back in the day like GTA 3 being blown away with that city and looking at it now it's not that great but (laughs) <laughs> then like that was the that was the first open world city and gta 5 was an incredibly well done city i would be worried like you said that they go too big and then the cities suffer and it doesn't look right. as good as it could or you know it's not as
1: well thought out because yeah, they were talking about really working on i love when uh gaming uh like when they're talking about design and they want to work on interiors being a main focal point So that way you're not just driving around and there's nothing really to walk into or not a lot of variety in what you're walking into in terms of buildings or even something as simple as a parking garage. Like I heard that there's a focus on that too. Uh, What you said about Liberty City is funny because I remember Liberty City for me was not playing driver anymore. I love the game driver. I love the game driver too. And then all of a sudden, Grand Theft Auto three comes out of nowhere and it's like, hey, do you want to walk around the majority of the time and also drive, <laughs> you know, so um, I, I just I, I had to mention something with that comment, but excited. Yeah. They could take their time. Rockstar can take their time. There's enough stuff coming out. You know, yep.
3: Agreed.
0: Next up is going to be Xbox getting Discord support. Not as much, of course, of storyline with the rest of it, but really good for Xbox. And it also makes sense with how even when I'm using Game Pass on my PC, I'm on Discord with my friends. So hmm. I don't even use like the Xbox Party system unless like, there's times when I'm playing with Craig where uh, like, we were playing Escape Academy. It's going to be better and easier to do it through Xbox. But right. Now it's going to be a seamless integration where you should be able to where you're going to be able to see if somebody's doing it somebody's talking through Discord or on Xbox game uh, like Xbox game Lobby, and then be able to just join the two together. I think it makes sense considering all of Microsoft's push to PC that we see with game Pass. I'm just a little bit confused also because I could have swore we had a story a couple weeks ago where or no, not a couple weeks months ago where Sony was apparently doing stuff stuff with Discord too. And apparently this Xbox and Discord like app thing is already out in beta. Like it's already being tested where with Sony, I haven't heard a dang thing about it. But <coughs> I am all for making things easier for people. Uh, like Discord is a like probably the most popular like talking app or you know just talking application in general for computers. Uh, other than like you know zoom and whatnot that this is a big win for any gamer it's for the main thing is is you know when's nintendo gonna do it if they if they ever would because they're it it, instead of creating their own proprietary party system they should just like okay here's discord you guys can leave us alone let discord the rest. (laughs) so if that's how i think they should tackle it not that they will but you know Xbox uh, Xbox and Discord working together. Hopefully the other two join in time.
3: Have you um, ever peeked at like the free stuff they give away when you have Game Pass?
0: You what do you um, mean?
3: Like, like the, if you go into on to Game Pass, Nitro. Like, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't think it, most oh, people yeah. realize the, the free stuff you get with Game Pass, and that's been one of them for uh, at least a month or two now. Like, I think it's three months of Nitro you get for free. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just feel like that was kind of maybe that was their way of hinting at it, I guess. But um yeah, I'm, I'm excited to use Discord.
1: Nintendo does need to follow suit though. It's they're too big. <laughs> they're too big. Ten years from now.
2: They won't they do might. it. They don't need to.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm not wrong. We'll, we'll still buy their games. Of course.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> And I'll be forced to use game chat with Splatoon 3 and want to throw my uh. Switch out the window after talking after talking to six and eight-year-olds for more than five minutes. It's
3: real easy, Bear. You just have to have your phone, pull the app up on your phone while you're on your Switch, plug your headphones into your phone or connect in Bluetooth, and then you're good to go. It's not that hard. Come on. Yeah, I didn't you're do not, that many yeah. steps. <laughs> I didn't hear many steps there. Yeah. So. <laughs> Isn't that what they said when Splatoon 2 came out when they were trying to explain how to do it? Yeah. It was like uh, But you don't
0: get game audio at that point. You're just hearing your friends. And how am I supposed to hear the sound of ink splattering of (laughs) close to me to my left and right and behind me when I'm not listening to game chat?
3: Yep. You're right. That's why you play the game wrong.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's why I should just get better at it so I don't have to hear. Probably the only story I care about, if I'm gonna be completely honest, is Next Up. The near community gets played by modders, so if you guys haven't yes. heard about this, there about a week ago on the near Reddit, there was a random video of somebody opening a door that nobody knew existed in near, and what it was, it, it looked legit. It had accessed uh, you know assets from the game. You went down a ladder. It was almost like, and I think I think it's called the ashtray like sequence from Control. Uh, Craig, mm-hmm. where, like, you're kind of in this endless corridor type thing. Yep. Mm-hmm. And you end up me. at a church where, like, there are a lot of, a lot of, like, used assets from other Nier games. So it looks so legit that people were like, is this an actual thing? Because nobody else was able to get it. But because of Nier's writing style and how Yoko Taro writes, people were like this madman probably did this on purpose because (laughs) he would be able to put like the code into one game that allows you to do it. So just a few days ago, like it keeps stirring up. There's a lot of excitement building for it because there is this, uh, there's like this box that's caged up. It can only be unlocked by a certain character. So the person that has the door in their game brought out the right character, opened the box at the end of it there was really nothing in it and then at the end goes hey thanks you know th- this got so big but here's our modding list <laughs> and oh, it showed man. the modders that made it and all the work that went into it and people were so mad at them for like getting duped i couldn't help but laugh uh just because it's uh just because it's like oh i wanted to believe that yoko taro's a madman but he never came out on twitter and said, like, oh yeah, this is exactly like what I did. He wants to play it off too, just as well as everybody else, to boost sales of Near Automata. But yeah. like there are people that know how to take a joke and people that of course don't. So they they did announce that this modding assets of group like this grouping of assets that you can mod with the game is going to be available to people. So like that is a plus for people who are looking to mod and make custom like areas for Near Automata. But it's just it's such a weird buildup where it was, it, it was like people actually believing it happened, people actually believing it was something that was real, and then the big lead up is, "Hell, hey, look, sorry guys, we we tricked you, haha, download our mod set, uh, kind of thing." But it was it was funny watching the YouTube or Twitch chat at the time, like just going, "You gotta be kidding me!" Like so many people were yeah. upset. Um, and it's just funny to see it's funny to see people sad I maybe that's what I like on the internet
1: that's the moral of the story
0: yeah watch people get upset and sad it makes you yeah, feel yeah. better about it when you
2: it know, brings you joy
0: yeah <laughs> feed off of people's anguish
3: and you know he's gonna put something like that in his next game now
0: it, it, th- that's a lot of work for one copy yeah. one no, copy yeah. of a game I think I think it'd be really cool like to have that we talk about like wanting like our stories and games to be like unique to us. That's why like decision-making games like mass effect and other games are so popular because they feel unique to you where Mm -hmm. this was, this was cool enough to the point where it's, it's crazy enough that it's so unique that one person might've gotten a copy that allowed you to do this. And I think that's a really cool concept, but the thing is it takes so much work to do that to make, you know, a, a unique kind of area or playthrough for like let's say if it's it's even like 10 copies of a game that sells millions how many of those 10 copies would people never see because they don't like stream or they just you know they just play video games without the feeling the need to video video record it I just think it's it's a fascinating concept about where yeah. if if they went the extra length it'd be something that's really cool but of course to the people that don't stream it you would never know what would happen never know that it existed all right so the last one for me is going to be uh, LeBron James and multiverse uh, it yeah. was announced that LeBron James from Space Jam is in the popular smash like
3: don't, don't associate game. him as LeBron James from Space
0: Jam that's I mean. <laughs> yes, but that's Space his Jam. greatest achievement oh, yeah God. <laughs> famous <laughs> semi-famous basketball player uh you know
3: semi-famous I You know. may have heard of him <laughs>
1: yeah. that's his favorite part of his resume is the space jam part he just and and mm-hmm. job interviews that he eventually will have he's gonna cut right to that part like i would i did space jam <laughs> sorry
4: but I wrote it,
0: you. It's no, it's funny. It's just because this is the first time I think we've really seen like a real life character, I guess, get himself into a game. And I don't think LeBron James asked for this. Probably he didn't, but <laughs> probably the not. LeBron, the LeBron James <laughs> and Smash Bros it, or sorry, Space Jam is owned by Warner Brothers. So it makes sense for them to go ahead and make a 3D model of him and put him in the game. I just think he was uh, in Fortnite,
3: fast. Barry. He, he is. They just
2: recently added him.
3: Yeah. OK, so and he's John in Fortnite Cena. now, too. <laughs> And John,
2: Cena, also John Cena, you can't see him exactly.
0: <laughs> Nevertheless, uh it's it's. I think it's just kind of cool that we're you know we're to see like, and don't get me wrong, like The Rock I know is in Fortnite, like everybody's in Fortnite. I get it. Everybody but is to see like a surprise character like LeBron James, like in a weird Smash video type game. I think is an interesting concept. Maybe you know the next one is going to be like Brad Pitt. For Mission Impossible, or something like that. I don't that's know. It's Tom Cruise. Just, it, oh crap! Yeah, this is this. We're not a movie <laughs> podcast. Anymore. Come on! I relinquish my movie stuff. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you, you guys get it. It, it. Interesting concept, but I don't know my actor, so I'm gonna shut up.
3: <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> that's all but you that's have, for, Barry.
0: No, yeah, that's it for news.
3: Okay. All right. Um, all right. Let me see what I have. I have. The Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic remake has been delayed indefinitely. Um, I don't know if anybody else besides me is a little upset, but I'm I'm a mildly... little thank you. <laughs> At least I, I know I mean... it's not just me.
0: I it's... never played the Knights of the Old Republic original, so I, I was excited to experience it, but, you know, it's mm-hmm. going to be a while before I get to do so, so you know, it's... if it ever yeah.
1: comes out now. Yeah, I mean, for me, that's the game that got away. Um, when I say that, I had a roommate that not only played religiously, but also made some really, really, really good friends to this day through that platform. I'm talking about, like, people in different states, and I was kind of like, I don't know if you call it like, a backseat gamer, somebody who watches but doesn't talk. You know, <laughs> like, I was like a backseat to him. I would watch him play, because at the time, I did not have a powerful enough PC. So... I kind of wanted the game to come out sooner so I can so I could play, you know, but I'll forget about it. But I I know you're probably a little bit more upset, Craig, than I would be.
3: Yeah, I mean, there's other options if you still want to play it like you play it on PC. Now there's the switch port, which uh, up until I think a week or two ago, you couldn't actually finish, which I think is kind (laughs) of funny um, that they came out and acknowledged that the state it was in, it was literally impossible to finish that game on switch. I think it's patched now, but. That should be something that you check before you release that game. Just saying. Uh, Let's see. Also, we have... This is I thought was super interesting, specifically for us, because I know how we buy our games. Nearly 80% of all PS5 and PS4 games were bought digitally this year. That is wild to me, because I know we're all physical collectors, but 80% is just massive now the only thing that i think could skew this number a little bit is if they're counting when you download something from playstation plus because you know how you get like the email it's like thank you for your purchase
1: yeah Um, it's zero
3: dollars maybe that's factoring into it they didn't say but if it's not that is an insane insanely
0: high number yeah i did just read though that apparently like physical game media has sold better Uh, this you know over Hmm. the past like uh middle of the year compared to last ones so it seems like the numbers seem to be all over the place a little bit i do think you have a point there craig with like are they counting stuff like those free games of the month that you always get from xbox playstation steam and everything like that because of course that would skew the numbers especially if five million ps5s all have playstation plus you and half mm-hmm. of those people download the game, yeah, of course, you're going to get 2.5 million downloads out of it, so it, it is a number that I think can be easily skewed, but you know, more and more I see people don't really go out uh, to get, like, new games. People really don't pre-order too much. I see less of it and less of it every year. I see less, less people, like, going out on game day, uh, the day that a game comes out, and then the game physically it mm-hmm. i'm a big media proponent right. i will always buy my stuff physically because uh you know the thing about digital marketplaces is that one day i you know it can go poof and we're seeing yep. it with like nintendo and i was listening to the min max podcast this week about it and you know if if you're a wii u person or you play on like a 3ds right now those online games that you're thinking of like oh maybe i should buy this they're not going to be available soon if you don't buy them within the next couple months here. Like, the store is going to shut down and you won't be able to get any more of those games. So... Buying physically allows you to always, like, have those games there and always, you know, you don't have to worry about, you know, a game disappearing from your library because the store went ahead and shut down. It's a really... ...weird thing that we're getting into now because digital gaming is so popular. But... You know, it's for me, this is another, you know, chalk up one for why you should buy physically, because you get the game physically instead of, you know, having to worry about, you know, your download speeds or anything like that. Yeah, you have to wait for stores to open to go get your game, especially if you're really excited about it. But what's what's a couple hours, you know, you get to sleep in, get a full eight hours of sleep and, you know, get your game yep. compared to if it's available at 1201 at midnight, you're going to be playing it all night and then you sleep all, all through. the day. I don't know. I'm just a 30-year-old man or you know I'm like just, I'm like a 40 I'm a 45
1: year old You're not just year old a man. 30 I'm just a 30-year-old man Can we be oh honest about God. something and correct me if I'm wrong Unless you're unless you're Apple any unless, unless you're an Apple product the Steam Deck or any computer component you don't have a successful pre-order campaign on or maybe God of War Yeah like you just you, like I'm starting to think about it now that we're talking about it, like pre-ordering, especially Barry with you talking about like how pre-ordering, pre-ordering has gone down, especially in gaming. Unless you're Apple or whenever the new switch comes out, there's like very specific things. now that people actually will put their money in and an advance to. And I think it's funny. Because I'm in the last year my pre-ordering has gone up. I don't I'm like one of the the rare few people that actually I mean, my pre-ordering is actually increased. but that's yeah. just a thought that crossed my head is pre-ordering is just like not a it's not an event anymore. It's definitely not a, it's for the most part not an event anymore for most people,
2: right? Sometimes you don't even get it on the same day that you're supposed to get it. So what, what's the whole point of pre-ordering anyway, which is why I think some people just turn to their consoles and download it because it's easier and then you get it right then and there instant gratification. I mean, for me personally, like I'm a physical copy person. Also, I do that with movies as well. It's nostalgic. Mm -hmm. It reminds me of like, you know, back in the day when you would go to Blockbuster and rent a video game, you know? Um, So I can't get out of that personally but it is crazy to see that, like, all these people are going digital. I It makes sense. But at the same time, I would worry about losing all that stuff, too, down the road. Um, and that's not something I want to mess around with. So I'll continue to buy physical.
3: Yeah. When's when's the last time you saw, like, a big midnight release event at a store for a video game? It's really it's only for COD and Pokemon. If, yeah. right. It's really right.
0: only for those, like, two and maybe a Zelda game. but. Right. I do want to go off on like a personal thing as well, because like the more people start to download games digitally only, they're going to start making less physical copies. So pre-ordering yep. is going to become more important as time goes on here. And especially with me and I know a lot of people like the new game Digimon Survive for Switch. I tried to pre-order it, I think on I think it came out on a, on a Friday and I was trying to pre-order it on a Monday or Tuesday. The Switch version was out on Best Buy. Like, it was sold out on Best Buy. Target was backordered, but they still let you order it because Target's idiots. Mm -hmm. Uh, GameStop wouldn't let you order it online. Like, there was no place that was allowing you to pre-order the Switch version online. So I got lucky enough to go into a GameStop because they didn't have Digimon Survive on the shelves. And I went, hey, do you guys have it? He goes, oh, yeah, we have, like, three extra copies that, you know, had I not asked... I might not have known that that game was there and it's the same thing with the with Xenoblade Chronicles too. There wasn't a lot of physical copies I see in store. It's very small, but that's because people are continuing to buy these games digitally where the physical copies are becoming more and more scarce. We kind of all grew up in an area where there was at least 200 copies of your lo- of COD at your local GameStop or Walmart, so you never yeah. had to worry about it. But yep. things are now starting to decline where you know, if you don't pre-order something, and like I get it, probably Pokemon, Call of Duty, Legend of Zelda, those physical copies aren't going anywhere. You're still going to get a ton of them, but for yeah. niche games like, you know, Digimon Survive, like a game that a lot of like people are excited for, if you want a physical copy, you may be out of luck if you don't pre-order it. You know, two months. Valen Wonderland. Or yeah, Valen Wonderland. <laughs> but you did, you did say there's tons of them. And yeah, I, there's still I thought of wrong. Around.
3: You did. You thought that was going to be a, a exclusive hard one to find. And it was not.
0: <laughs> so, I would st- still close to my chest. I right.
3: would say me personally, like I still buy physical versions of games all the, like every time, but I can't tell you the last time I actually went into a store to pick one up. Like I always just get it delivered right to my house. Um, yeah. And even with like, like Amazon super simple, right? Yeah. Um, some, some other companies, and I won't name names, you are kind of rolling the dice whether you're going to get it on release date or not. Um, so you are kind of playing that game there. But as far as like movies go, um, I was like the biggest supporter of physical movies and my movie buying has like 100% completely stopped. I don't remember the last time I bought a movie on like 4K, Blu-ray or Blu-ray, anything. It's been months. Um, and that's just because every streaming service there's so many of them it's gonna be on one of them exactly you know like probably the day it comes out that i just haven't felt the need like i was buying every marvel movie i'm just not anymore because i'm like well it's on disney plus so yeah that's not going anywhere at least for a while what i'll usually end up doing then is like when black friday rolls around that's my time to be like all right which ones do i really want because i can get them all for like five bucks or ten bucks a piece but the need for me to go into a store on a Tuesday and buy Doctor Strange just isn't there for me anymore.
0: Did you guys see that Harry Potter's being taken off of streaming platforms?
3: Yeah, I do have How all. Those. Dare they?
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's it's such a strange thing for me because you'd think like Harry Potter's being streamed constantly, twenty four seven, by literally everybody on the planet. Yep. But to pull them is such a strange thing. I didn't see why. Maybe Craig, you know, you might have seen why or something probably J.K. Rowling said something cancelable but they'll probably sure. do
2: some sort of re-release or some sort of special edition or i mean yep. i feel like they've done this once before um, before HBO Max came out yeah. so who mm-hmm. knows <clears throat> yeah
3: also on a side note please tell me it's not just me but there have literally been times where i've been with my family and we're like hey we want to watch a certain movie right and we can't find it on a streaming platform anywhere, like one of, out of the fifty thousand. And I know I have it on my Blu-ray shelf, which is literally right next to my couch. But we look at it and we go, I don't want to put that in the Blu-ray player.
0: <laughs> I, all the I time. Can't t- I can't I do say it all I feel the time. that way. I can't if it's say... not
3: streaming, even if I own it, I'm like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> I don't want to I don't want to take huh. the five minutes to put it in.
0: Huh. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. I'm just lazy.
3: <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's uh, where I'll start doing physical
1: copies too um, when you can't find something on a streaming service and you absolutely have to watch it but can wait a day or two I did that with a scanner yep. darkly I can't find it and one. I didn't really want to buy it on a platform if I looked on Amazon and saw it at a similar price which I did so mm-hmm. I'll do that from time to time
4: that's, um, that's
3: fair that's probably a good idea mm-hmm Sorry, Craig. Um, didn't mean to interrupt? No, you're good. The last piece of news I have here is that the PlayStation Five sales have fallen largely flat, um, well under what they expected to sell. And also tying into that, gaming sales in general have continued to fall. Which I was reading like the news on this this big whole story about like the companies are like, yeah, man, we're just we're not making the money on games right now. And to that, I say, I don't know what you expected. The price of everything is a lot more expensive now. So the first thing that people are going to cut are non-essentials, which just so happen to be movies and games. So like I them saying they're like, oh, we never saw this coming. You did. You did. It's just unfortunate that like for a lot of people, they're going to be like, you know what? I need to save money. What can I cut? Eh, I'm not going to buy any video games for the next six months. You know, it sucks. But like it's a no brainer in my in my mind. Mm hmm.
0: COVID definitely changed everything too, where, mm-hmm. you know, you're, yeah, you're right. Everything's so much more expensive. So gaming would be the first thing to get cut out, but now, right. you know, and it's different for all parts of the world in America, where a lot of people are really done with the COVID and really don't want to stay indoors anymore. People are now using that money they would use for gaming during COVID because they're stuck inside the house and can't travel anywhere to now go out and do things. Uh, and, you know, get to be outside, you know, in case the world shuts down again for COVID-22 or for whatever reason, just the world decides to shut down. It doesn't even need to be for sickness anymore. But, you know, COVID, like, brought in, like, a new, like, errand and echelon of people who wanted a game because you're stuck at home and there's nothing else to do. And the only way to really, like, connect with people is through Zoom or through, you know discord or you're playing video games with your friends and like making Mm -hmm. memories that way and definitely gaming companies picked up a lot of gamers because of that but also you run into the issue of where now all those people who casually game during COVID are like okay I don't game too much anymore I don't need to buy games you know nothing will I feel like nothing will compare to the surge of Animal Crossing during COVID (laughs) because that was insane you couldn't get a switch. Uh, no, <laughs> you couldn't. Like people would no punch how children
2: many, for that game. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. like it, no matter how many copies of Animal Crossing you saw, they'd all sell out within a week. It was mm-hmm. it was utter it was utterly crazy. And I I truly don't think I'll ever see something like that again in my life because no matter how popular God of War is or no matter how popular Pokemon is, like Animal Crossing. And covid were like just this perfect storm of Dynamic people who tool. were trying, who were getting into gaming yep. that yep. it it ended like it ended up selling like, you know, literal hotcakes or, you know, it ended up selling like next gen consoles, except you had hundreds of them instead of ten.
3: <laughs> yeah, i I think I see I've seen a rise in like something like a Facebook marketplace with people selling switches now. So yeah. like, ah, I don't play this anymore. So I don't know if that has to do with the people who bought it for Animal Crossing and what, two, three years later are done with it now. Um, but I think any game that would have came out at that exact time that had a easy to get into appeal would have taken off like that. It just so mm-hmm. happened to be Animal Crossing. If it would have been Breath of the Wild, I think we would have saw the same thing, but uh, maybe not. Maybe that's a little bit
0: harder to get into.
3: I'm trying to think of something else. Pokemon, maybe? a Pokemon drop yeah, right before COVID. That's a good one. I don't know. I
0: think I know a game like I and I know we're going to talk about it later, but a game like Stray is easy enough to get into where a lot of people yeah. have picked that up during COVID and probably it would have seen a huge spike in sales. Yeah, I, I don't know how easy I can say Animal Crossing is because like during COVID, I tried to teach my mom how to play <laughs> Animal Crossing because she wanted to play it because yeah. as for her as a teacher, she couldn't, like, you know, she's not teaching in classrooms. She's teaching online via computer. So she she wanted a way to, like, get away from, like, doing the classroom stuff and always being stuck at home to, you know, kind of your own tropical island simulator in Animal Crossing. And, let, like, let me tell you, like, trying to break down those controls was really hard. Like, it is it is difficult to explain to somebody how there are, okay... You have four shoulder buttons, four face buttons, two thumbsticks, and four more buttons below those thumbsticks, and they all have different functions. Like, it's really hard to explain it. Where, um, like, I have have a feeling that a lot of people thought Animal Crossing would be like that, or people get the concept. But, like, it it took a while for my mom to get used to, you know, playing Animal Crossing because it was, like, the first video game she ever played. Or attempted to get into. Interesting. Yeah.
3: That's all I have. All right. So
1: I, Leanne and I can tag team this one. We watched Annapurna Interactive had a showcase. This is the second summer that they've done it in a row where they basically are doing their own. Look what we can look what we're making. Look who we have acquired. Look at the faces and the 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 production of 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 games and such like that. So we took a peek. It was like a 24-minute showcase. Yeah. Uh just like any other showcase that you would see. It was but the difference with Annapurna, which is why we want to talk about it is there was a combination. They did their games, but they also did a combination of like their studios as well. Like there were a couple of times where I wasn't sure if they were announcing a game or just showing their studio because the studios that Annapurna has also have really interesting, quirky names, you know, some of them as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, it's, it's very interesting to see them come from, uh, like, what happened to Edith Finch, or uh, to where they are now where they have the ability to actually do a 24 minute showcase about everything they're doing. Now, some of the games, I mean, Leanne will tell you as well, some of the games were kind of like, they they were all, like almost all of them were very colorful.
2: They're beautiful, all of them, Yeah, visually beautiful. Um, They make you, they grab your attention almost immediately. Some of the content, maybe not for me, still looks like a really good game. I don't know, something about Annapurna just screams quality over quantity. Um, And I really, really like that about them. Uh, Mm -hmm. And Aperna also, obviously, we'll talk about Stray later. Um, But I was going to bring up something about them as well, just as a company in general. Um, But yeah, I mean, some of those games, beautiful. Some of them I know we wrote down because we wanted to keep an eye out for them. Some of them were just talking to the small studios, talking about how they've come up with these ideas, um, their influences, a little bit about how they came together Um, and a lot of times when we see these showcases, they don't, they don't do that. It's a preview or gameplay and then they move on to the next thing. So I thought that was really cool.
1: Yeah. They went all over the map. They would go Chicago and then they showed these two guys and how they got together to create the game that they're eventually going to put out. And then they went to another team of like 13 people. It was all really small studios. They interviewed these three gentlemen who are making a game called cardboard computer or unless that's the name of their studio because I had that problem like I said earlier if it is it a game or a studio and it was really interesting seeing the three of them talk about their contributions to the gaming world now Barry while leanne and I were watching this one game one game the made first me think game of you. the first game it's called thirsty suitors
0: amazing Write it down.
1: you're gonna get it. I, yeah. Well,
0: no, I have. If I already like put it up and then on, that's literally the first thing on IGN's like. So oops, IGN's so, yeah.
1: so and, get uh, this. So it's a combination of a coming of age action RPG with taste. It has a Catherine Full body vibe. It's got a Scott a Pilgrim bit. versus the world vibe because you literally fight ex boyfriends in the game. But the I battles. Have a ton of those. the the battles are situated almost in a catherine full body camera style where you know in some of those times in that game where there was like a, a character from the game towering over you or um basically any of the bosses um but that combination there's also another game i wrote down catherine thirsty suitors
3: yeah i, I think he's skateboarding Hawk. in here too yeah, sort of. yeah, yeah. There's, there it is yeah, there's, thank you I do it was see Tony skateboarding Hawk. as
2: well it, yeah and it, they, was, it was a lot it, it was a lot
1: yeah. it was a very interesting like, like in the trailer she's fighting her ex-boyfriend and one of the super moves that she used in order to at least incapacitate him to beat him was calling his mom to berate him and his mom comes in and, and it, as this huge figure and just flattens him and then that's how you, like, won the battle. And you have to look at the gameplay, Barry, because it looked like... Oh, no, yeah, if... yeah, I'm <laughs> I'm seeing it, it now. right now.
0: I'm seeing him, like, it's definitely with Sergio, because he's he's yeah. definitely Spanish. Yes. Yes. And if you call any Spanish person's mother, yeah, the, the fight's over, you lose. Mm-hmm. So Absolutely. So I, I, I completely understand this. But There within... is
2: no hand-holding button, unfortunately. Just... It's <laughs> not in it. They didn't mention it. I was listening for it.
3: <laughs> so I can I, I just watched the trailer while you were talking about it, Craig. And I will say that it, I am interested, but it does look like a blatant ripoff of Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. It does, doesn't it? Like like blatantly. Um, and also I see that there's a demo available on Steam, so you know what I'm going to be downloading tonight. Bam. i I have
0: i have seen a trailer for this game somewhere else
3: okay it looks good though like i'm i'm excited to try that out it it seems fun yeah it looks
1: interesting uh there was some smaller news from it uh outer wild wilds announced uh, that they're not going to be on switch yet they like apologized for not being on switch yet and actually made fun of themselves um in that and uh There was a bunch of like updates for games that we know that are going to be like PS5 compatible, nothing crazy, nothing to write home about that you won't really see the other game that really pulled us aside, I guess, in terms of visual and what the concept was, was the Lost Wild. The Lost Wild Wild looks like it's so it looks like Alien Isolation, but with dinosaurs. Because there's a scene, a hectic scene where you, where they were running from a couple of raptors, and it's I only say alien isolation because of the running from an impossible the suspense, evil and the suspense, yeah. and we haven't had a dinosaur game not equip you with guns but had you try to survive against dinosaurs, and in the sequence, the person was running towards the gate trying to get the gate open, and they had to open a flare in order to keep what looked like raptors I don't I forget how large they were but what looked like raptors at bay I we just haven't had a yeah (laughs) yes we haven't we haven't really had it like we haven't had a dinosaur game like that it's either Jurassic Park build your own park or It's guns and dinosaurs. It's not even that much dinosaurs anymore. Leanne and I were talking about this when we were watching it. They don't really have dinosaur no. heavy games anymore. There's no ter- there's not even like Turox or Dino Crisis or Dino Crisis. Thank you.
0: Isn't the uh, new favorite. one as well? Exo Primal yep. is Exoprimal's going to be one of out. the ones where it's yep. like dinosaurs That's... coming through a portal. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But again, you're all right. It's more, it's all gun stuff. Yeah,
2: yeah, Yeah, and I mean, they've done zombies so many times and aliens and all those other things. Why not bring dinosaurs into the mix? I got green hell vibes. It seemed like a survival horror game where you might not have many weapons. Yes, Um, that's the vibe I got. It looked like it, too. Uh, So I'm interested to see where that goes.
1: Yeah, it's called uh, The Lost Wild. Uh, Interesting trailer. Definitely something to keep your eye on. Other than that, it's, it was a 24 minute. Uh, the, uh, the best thing about it was honestly how they did it. It was really kind of interesting. I would have liked more game games, but. They showed a bunch of small studios, tried to make their way and a lot of us root for the little guy. And it was really good to see that many people under their employ. There was, The last thing about those two guys, there was two guys that are working on a video game together that spent a year working on it after their jobs and they didn't even meet in person. It was all Zoom calls. Zoom calls. One guy was the creative (laughs) side. One guy was the coding. Like you like seeing stuff like that. So if there's any reason to watch Annapurna besides liking the studio themselves, that would be a reason to see it.
2: Yeah, agreed. They also spent a little bit of time kind of highlighting the ones that have already been released. Mm -hmm. Um, So it was nice to kind of see all of the games that fall under their umbrella. And sometimes you don't even realize it. Um, Obviously, they mentioned like 12 Minutes, Solar Ash, Neon White. Um, The one I'm interested in is Lorelai and the Laser Eyes. Seems like a mystery game. It's black and white. The art style is super cool. Um, What other one maquette is that how you pronounce it that like puzzle game puzzle game, yeah Mm -hmm. donut uh donut county which they didn't feature in there which i thought was interesting but i love that game
3: that's a great game
2: it is um and (laughs) then they announced i me too right uh they also announced that uh what remains of edith finch is going to be re-released in 60 fps uh, so for anyone who took the time to enjoy that game for 20 minutes, I think is what it took us to get through it. Um, <laughs> it I yeah. guess now you'll get it in 60 FPS.
1: Which is, it's hilarious that there's no reason for that game to be in 60 FPS, but. No, I none that. whatsoever.
0: Just make it longer. It, it, is a, yeah. it is
1: a fantastic game though for two hours. Or less. Oh yeah. Yeah, I sure.
0: I do forget like how many things that studio studio's involved in. Like I I didn't mm-hmm. realize that it was you know I've played Kentucky Route Zero. I've played what remained to be Fitch Outer Wilds Neon White. I didn't realize they did that one either. Uh, so it it telling is eye opening. Yeah. Lies. Yes. It lies. is eye opening to see what these um. Like what Annapurna and how they cover it, because it, does, it doesn't feel like they are, but they they do cover right. a decent amount of games that I like. So I don't know. They, I mean, th- I, I, I I have to take a look, but I'm interested in Bounty Star, and that's just from the uh, uh, that's and that's just from the little snippet I'm reading from IGN. So I'll have to take a look at that. Right. That one's coming on Game Pass. So
3: I just had that's to check too. Though. Artful Escape was another one that they did. Oh yeah, mm. yep.
2: Twelve minutes. Did.
3: 12 minutes yeah and they, yeah, 12 they, minutes they was put out a lot yeah 12 minutes 12 was kind minutes of a was wreck, interesting though. yeah
2: yeah i mean i enjoyed it for what it was i thought it looked cool um it kept my attention at least
0: yeah yeah i just Anything know like else? the deep, like the deeper darker stuff is what got a little bit messy yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> it got dark hey, you're not kidding it did i don't know how many uh, times she died for yeah. me a million
2: too many times
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> Uh, the other thing to report, this is much smaller, but um, apparently Jason Momoa leaked that Ben Affleck, or as I realize people are calling him Batflick, mm. is appearing in Aquaman 2. I did not know people were calling him a combination of his last name with Batman, but uh, apparently Jason Momoa leaked that that's, uh, that's happening as well. Uh, take it for what you want. I yep. probably won't be watching Aquaman 2, uh, aquaman one was one of the movies that leanne and i wish we could take back because we went and saw it in the theaters no offense to no offense to anybody who wanted to see it but what movie did we want to see instead
2: i can't remember remember what came out it was
1: like it was a good movie and it was one of those they were both playing at the theater at the same time and yeah and the collective group
2: picked that one
1: and we were like no no please
2: i laughed the whole time i didn't really i mean it wasn't for me personally
3: yeah barry i know I you're stunned it, Look at but it. it wasn't great
0: no yeah yeah I, like it. Aqua- yeah I liked aqua man like the thing is for me in movies like i'm very easy to please for sure um like on my end of things especially with the whole situation surrounding urza miller and how DC probably now has to restart again with yep. like whatever DC stuff they're doing. Like I, I loved Robert Pattinson's the Batman. I've watched that movie probably at least six times since it's come out and I love it every time I watch it. It is really, a wow. really good Batman. Movie. But I do think like Batfleck like is probably a better Batman for what DC is trying to so yep. if Ben Affleck is willing to like continue playing Batman, I'm all for it. He should continue doing it. I I don't think he's a bad Batman per se. I know a lot of people had issues with what, you know, Zack Snyder's not Justice League cut or not the Zack Snyder cut. Like people had issues with how that went over with like Batman and how he used Batman. But I, I, I don't know. I think he's a good Batman for what DC is trying to build as their universe and then just leave Robert Pattinson out of that <laughs> universe because I, I, I loved that like dark gritty sort of Batman that we got from him. So,
1: so Barry, are yeah. you saying that Robert Pattinson is in the twilight of his Batman oh, career? God. Is that what you're saying? All right, we're done.
3: Bye, everybody.
0: I'm so sorry. All right, well, He's let's, here. Uh, yeah, guys. I think we have to end the podcast here. Uh, yeah. This is the twilight of Bye. the podcast. because Stop. It's, never, it's never getting any better than this.
1: No, oh my God, you I'm guys done. don't realize how proud of myself I am right now. I know the three and of you. And I don't aren't. think you
0: realize like how much I just wish I could just not. I wish I wish I could just take back <laughs> those five seconds.
3: So the games we played this week. Yes. Great transition. <laughs> great segue. I'm going to pretend like that didn't exist at all. I'm just going to go right into games. I don't know what you guys are talking about. Um. All right. So games we played this week, the major one that we're all going to talk about. Um, of course, I also played Stray. I think everybody has that on their list. I played, yep. I have to make sure I say this right, Live Alive. Yep. I get that it's, confused all the time. It, it, uh, I,
0: it's Live Alive. Live Alive? Li- live Alive? I don't know.
3: Sin. Live Alive. don't make me pull out the cartridge Barry
0: look the only reason I'm saying that is because every other gaming podcast I've listened to is called it live alive
3: it's live yeah it is you're right you're right live alive all right uh also xenoblade chronicles 3 and uh something that will also very be very high on the list of top 10 at the end of the year a bus simulator
4: how about you guys
3: (laughs) (laughs) I um I
1: focus. I'll be focusing primarily on Xenoblade Chronicles three as well because that's where I put a sure. lot of of my play. Of course, Stray. Stray yep. is the reason why we all exist. And then, uh, but barring time, I also played Witchwood, which was on okay. my I wanted to play l- list for a long time. So I can talk about that briefly. It's not a long game or a complicated game, so it, it's an easy five minutes.
0: Interesting. Okay. Uh, for me is going to be of course xenoblade chronicles 3 and stray as we've all mentioned i played digimon survive and on stream i finished bayonetta hey. the first one nice as, we get re- hey. as i get ready for the next one so nice. for the sake of like what's probably the oldest game that everybody is and that that we need to get through it's probably bayonetta and so i'll go first but i don't have much to say about it um this game probably definitely missed me, like, in my time of playing it, just because, like, I, I played Bayonetta and I loved it. The story is so super, like, fun, not serious, just, like, get lost in, like, all the action and weirdness that the game is. Much like with Devil May Cry 5, uh, mm. I beat that game in a weekend. And it's because I loved every part of the, the combat, the action, and just the insane story that followed. And I think Bayonetta is really the same kind of game where it's kind of a bombastic story. Weird. Yes. Bayonetta is really over-sexualized, but they play it like deadpan to a point where Mm -hmm. I don't think they're trying to disrespect anybody. I just think they're just trying, like that's the type of style this game is going for. So like Bayonetta, she's stylish. She's confident. She's funny without really even trying to be. It's, i i'm so excited to play bayonetta 2 and bayonetta 3 as well like it's it's definitely like we started the ball rolling for me and bayonetta and i just don't see it stopping soon uh really the only like problem i have with the game is on normal i feel like i'm bad at it and on easy it's too easy so i haven't played a lot of these types of games where it's you know You're not technically supposed to be button mashing. You're supposed to be, like, doing combos, getting high scores, and getting, you know, in this game, what is statues or medals for how well you do in a fight. And where I'm new to these games, I don't play them very well. I'm, like, dying four four times every, like, chapter. Which is a lot uh, for this game. But then on easy, I'm just hammering bosses down without issue. So... Like, take in mind, if you want to, like, enjoy the story, which, yeah, the story's really weird and all over the place, but it's at least, I think, comprehensible, uh, you can play it on easy. If you're looking for something that's a little bit harder to play, maybe, you know, you get the combat and the and the moves and the dodging more than I would, you would probably play it on normal and not have as bad of a time. But for me, you know, I was reaching the end, the end chapters, and I was like, I'm really getting my butt kicked on, like... Like every boss battle, I was dying like four or five times because you have to learn everything. But I think that's something hopefully I get better at as I continue to play these games. But Bayonetta, I... Hey, yeah, get, get good. <laughs> Bayonetta, I definitely suggest. Really fun game. I found about
3: difficult- you, Leanne? We didn't say what you played this week.
2: Oh, yeah. So for me, obviously, I'm here to talk about Stray. Um, yep. I think I've waited two years for this moment. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm also here for this uh, bus simulator action. Now you have yes. my attention. <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay. Um, do we want to do we want to do Stray? Do we want to start with Stray? I feel like that's fair. That's fair. I feel I feel like the best way to do this is. Craig and Leanne. Give all your praises and I'm going to be the grumpy old man. Okay i feel like okay.
2: that's fair <laughs> well first off how dare you <laughs> but i understand so it's fine.
3: go ahead go ahead i'm excited <laughs> to hear your reasons
2: all right um so stray uh came out this month super pumped about it if you remember it was announced when they announced the drop of the ps5 um they had given us some snippets we didn't know much about it and then they delayed the crap out of it um so we finally get a game where you get to be a cat um I myself, am super excited. This is not just for cat people. This is for animal people. This is an experience Um, going into it. It's not a hard game. It's like five hours, I think is what they clock it at. Mm -hmm. Um, You are literally a cat. You get to go in. Everything's super smooth. There's not a lot of action going on because you don't have weapons. You don't you know, it's not like a normal game like that. Um, you do have some creatures that you come across, some Zerks that you got to have to shake off a little bit. Um, I really enjoyed it just for the sake of enjoying a video game. Um, it kind of reminded me of when uh, Fall Guys came out during COVID and everyone just like took a breath of fresh air and was like, wow, I really needed that. Um, this one I really needed. Uh, it's a nice game to play in between some of these other games that are super highly anticipated. Um The fact that they have a meow button, I think, is key. Uh, Not a hand-holding button. No hand-holding button, but you get to meow a lot. Um, meow is
0: a close second.
2: Yeah, it's super cute. There's a variation of meows, so it doesn't get stale or boring. Um, I really like that you got to go through and you got to do cat-like things, but it wasn't necessarily a requirement. Like, There's water around that you can drink, but you don't have to rely on that to get through the game. Um, You can play it in probably less than two hours if you avoid all of the side stuff. Um, I really liked the look of it. Uh, I think it was beautiful. It was simple and complex all at the same time. Um, The robots were really interesting. I had read somewhere that the creators of this game were really into Blade Runner. And that's kind of what inspired them to do a robot uh, juxtaposed to the cat um b12 is where it's at uh he's your little buddy that follows you around helps you collect memories um which is essentially what helps you get through to the end of the game um you're just a cat who gets lost from its cat friends super sad i cried a little bit i'll admit it Mm -hmm. um but the whole game you try to spend making your way back to the outside is what it's called um the different levels that you go through. There's like 12 chapters, but it's they're all short, um, super cute, not super taxing or anything. Um, but each chapter you're in a new little section and you can tell that it's different. The vibe is different. The interactions are different and what you're doing throughout is gonna change. Um, overall, loved it. Uh, this is my game of the year just because it's super cute. Um, Funny enough, people are not disagreeing with me. It's scoring fairly decently on Metacritic, 10 out of 10 on Steam. Um, It was the highest game on their wish list for a while. Um, And I find that very interesting because this isn't necessarily a game that's going to peak everyone's attention. There's not a lot of action. There's not a lot of drama behind it. Um, It's not intense necessarily. Um, but yeah, just the overall joy of it. It was free for most people who have, you know, premium or deluxe for the PlayStation. I paid $30 and I'm not sad about it. Um, the, the replay value is there. They give you a portion where you can just chop, uh, jump right back into chapters. So if you miss something or you want to explore a little bit more you can do that I give it like probably like a week or two before I pick it back up and play it again it took me probably I purposefully split it into two sessions so it probably did take me four hours um it wouldn't have taken that had I just blown through but I just spent so much time being a cat you have to look at the puzzles differently you you're not a person in this so just everything about the camera angles are different. You have to think differently. It's a little bit of a challenge, but it's not anything that's overwhelming or enough to cause you to turn off the game or anything. Um, So for that, I mean, you got to enjoy it, right? Kitties, I love kitties. Um, I really enjoyed it. We've been talking about it for days now. Um, So I think it's a 10 out of 10 for me. I think it really did what I wanted it to do. And at the end of the day, that's what, matters to me Um, and the fact that it comes from you know a company that's kind of up and coming Uh, Annapurna actually picked up this game before Annapurna was a thing Um, so I thought that was interesting as well we just listed a bunch of games that they're responsible for Um, so for this one to be somewhat of a hit is not super surprising to me personally Um, but it's nice that we're reaching out to people who I'm a more casual gamer than you guys are um, I'm probably one of five people in the world that did not buy Elden Ring. I will never play that game. Um, Dark Souls. Craig, Craig like almost
0: wasn't. Craig. Craig that's was true. almost one of the five. That's yeah, you true. know, yeah, yeah, but I do it own it now.
3: <laughs>
2: I, you know, I like the concept of it, but the whole concept of frustrating yourself to quitting is just not for me. Yet. Like, I just really want to enjoy something, and that's why I got to recommend this game to whoever hasn't tried it yet um just to give it a go you know you can put it down pick it up weeks from now it doesn't matter it's not a heavy story by any means but yeah stray
1: yeah definitely a great game they had um a lot of elements that were beneath the fact that you were playing as a cat like there's definitely in the city that you're in not necessarily but also kind of a caste system there was like yeah there was a lower level which was the slums and you could tell that it was the slums and as you gradually made your way through the through the city you could see how the the how life was for these robots and they did a good job of showing it and not trying too hard to show it so I spent, I don't know if you guys did, but Leanne beat the game before me. I spent an hour and 20 minutes in the slums, which I can guarantee you probably nobody yep. has. I was just walking around. It's a beautiful game. It just, I it got just, stuck in is. Midtown. Huh? What's up? Midtown. I
0: stuck, yes. Yeah, I got stuck in Midtown. Like there was a yeah. good hour there where I was running around. I'm like, I have no idea where I'm going.
3: I spent a lot of time looking for the uh, music sheets. Yes. For the, uh, okay, ro- yeah, the, the guy nature. playing yeah, guitar. I spent was, a lot of time with
1: while. that. That took a while. That took a while. He wanted he wanted 8 sheets of music, I believe it was. Yeah. Like so- relax, buddy.
2: <laughs> Chill out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, the other fun fact about it that I wanted to share is how it was based off of a real life place which is called the Kowloon Walled City, which is what was in, uh, B12 was inspired by. They created the city first. And then as they were gradually thinking about it, they were thinking about putting humans into this particular environment, but then thought robots would be easier to execute. And then it became a cat game. Like they, like the cat game wasn't the first idea. They created exactly. the setting, which is the real powerful part of the game, besides being a cat. The the setting is is tells the entire story as you're walking through it, or in case of the Zerks running through it and, if you ever, if you guys, I suggest you look up that city because it's actually pretty interesting. It's what, it, it they did a good job executing what it actually looks like. Just a bunch of buildings stuffed in on, on top of each other. On top of each other. In a giant, yeah, with a giant wall around it is is what they did. So very unique. Um, I'm not going to start Craig's argument, but... I'm just gonna very <laughs> s- quickly say. Speaking of quick, I could I could have used another hour or two. Sure. I I, I fell can agree the, with that. Yeah, I fell for the characters, even though nobody stayed with you long enough to be an integral full part of the story. A couple of people were integral parts of it, but I don't know. I got sad every time you left a robot that you've been talking to for like an hour. You know, it's like I helped them, and now they're helping me and I'm not going to see them again, you know? And you guys know what I'm talking about there. And yeah. yep. and then the last thing I'm going to say about it is I see how they left themselves up for a sequel without spoiling anything, but the ending kind of just hits you in the face out of nowhere. You were like, oh, oh okay. It's a, yep, I, I did it. I did it.
2: Yeah, That's it was a so- little
0: abrupt.
3: Mm-hmm. Very. Uh,
0: so before we get too far, I'm going to try something here.
3: Uh-oh. Oh, no. Here we are. Right. what is he doing that's not a cat that's a dog that's a dog
0: blue how upset are you that there's no stray dog game
3: they put dogs
2: he looks, in everything he looks pretty perfect.
0: sad perfect yeah yeah there's i i think the dog is upset because there's no game where blue feels represented in okay yeah uh, <laughs> but... there's
1: Airbud, but that's a movie Air, and Air Bud. specifically golden
0: retrievers <laughs> and not not him <laughs> <laughs> but overall uh from like my portion of things is where I I I liked Stray. I can say that like I usually don't play this type of game because it is something and my camera's not focusing it I'll fix it here in a minute. But Stray I I had I liked it up to the midpoint where I thought like the UV light was like a cool tool. I thought I was going yeah. to be able to use it, upgrade it, maybe get things to be a little bit where, like, I'm facing tons of Zerks or something like that, but then they take it away and force these stealth sections, in mm-hmm. which for me, that was kind of my lower point of the game where the the stealth sections kind of feel like it's... like it... it they're kind of... I and mean, I'm trying to put this in a way that I think is not too hard on the game because you're just a cat. Like, you're not meant to be able to fight off tons of different people, but I just feel like in the stealth section where if, if I was able to use my ability, maybe more as a cat where like I, am I it's inst- like, you can like jump suddenly to a next spot or something like that, but or a scratch instead, or
3: yeah. Yeah. Or like, yeah, mm-hmm. a distract
0: a distract yeah. or yeah. something where they come in and do it. That might've added a bit more like, Gameplay to the stealth, but for the most part, with the stealth part, you're just like, okay, there's a robot here and a robot here. I need to jump, jump. Okay, I've skipped that robot now. Or to the point where, you know, if you get spotted by one of these robots, it's not guaranteed that these lasers hit you. So, you know, you run past them and then get behind a corner and hopefully the laser doesn't hit you, kind of thing. So, like, the stealth section, I really wasn't that happy about. I really wish we just expanded more on, like, the UV ultralight portion of things because I kind of liked getting them like grouped up all in kind of like a Nazi zombies sort of fashion, and then you know <laughs> using my light taking some out pulling it back running around using my light taking some out like I I had a lot more fun with that than I did with the self stealth portion of the game. I thought the ending did hit a note that it was supposed to hit. I did, like I was like you know I was like oh the ending is it, it's. This game, I guess, I kind of expected an ending like this. I guess, I guess, I've played enough video games where I feel jaded by some of these endings at this point. But it hit the note. It's sh- you know, it struck an emotional chord with me where it pulled the emotion that they were looking for out of it. So I thought the I thought the ending was pretty good, and I really liked the beginning. It's just too bad that that middle part with the stealth section is just something I wasn't the biggest fan of. Um, just just in general.
3: Okay, that's fair. That's um, fair. Yeah. I will preface by saying that I did like the game. I think it's a good game. There's just issues that I have with the game itself. Um, Like Barry said, I thought the ending, or you guys, I think Craig, you said as well, like the ending was very abrupt um, where you're just kind of like, okay, we're done. Okay, bye. Uh, Yeah, all right, cool. Um, I was expecting something else after that. Um, Not like a big like boss battle or anything. That's not something you want in a game like this, but maybe like another section or something. Um, I feel like the jump mechanic is a little clunky. At least it was for me. Um, I don't, I mean, not having a dedicated jump button, but like getting close to a ledge and the X appearing and you're hitting X is fine. Um, I just felt like at times it was a little iffy for me. Um, and I think the story is good. I enjoyed the robots. Um, I think they all had a good good amount of depth to them they were all different um i felt really bad for the guy who was like wiping the ground and then you scare the guys throwing the paint and the paint falls on top of him. i felt really bad i'm like oh man and then he's just there the whole toll like the rest of the time trying to clean up paint yeah i'm like oh man i feel like such a jerk um but that's what cats are right like i enjoyed going (laughs) up on i enjoyed going up on uh ledges and and knocking stuff off that's hilarious that never that gets is, old that does um matter. the the nice touch of like when you find an area where you when you interact with it the cat will curl up and then the purring comes through the controller fantastic like yes. that's great um so yeah it's not like i hated the game i thought that it could have been done a little bit better a little bit longer that stealth section to me was terrible um i just was not uh, happy with that at all it was like run over here jump in a box then run again. I don't know. I, it, they could have done something else besides the stealth section. And I will say this, and I'm going to have to like put a picture up on like Instagram or something, but I petition to you, I'll try and hold this up to the camera, that Final Fantasy VII Remake has better looking cam, uh, cats than Stray does. I'm just going to throw that out there that I think they were done better in Final Fantasy VII Remake. Not that this cat looks bad. I just think it could have looked better as your main character. I thought it was... Okay, Um, but overall, I think for me, like I'm looking at it as like a solid eight out of 10. I think they did a very good job. Um, I just think it needs cleaned up a little bit. So it's not like I totally hated the game. I just feel like deep down, I feel like people are praising it strictly because it is a cat game. When you like, if you take a step back and look at it, this game is literally fetch quests for 95% of the game. Go pick this up and bring it back to me. Go find this and bring it back to me. And then you can go on to the next section. And a lot of it was fun. But like some of it, I was like, you go through like the first slums area and you're helping a million people. And then you go to the next section. You're like, oh my God, I'm just finding more stuff and taking it back to people. Um, But in their defense, like, I don't know how much you can do with a a game with a cat as the main character, right? Like that's tough. Um, But yeah, I was just... I personally feel like because it is a cat game and we don't have those type of games, it's getting bumped up higher than it should be in my opinion.
2: I would think that's a fair assessment. (laughs) I guess something like based off of what you were saying about like the fetch quest aspects. I -hmm. think that's why I'm not knocking the length of the game.
4: Yeah. Yeah.
2: I think that at max, this game maybe could have gone 10 hours. And then after that, you're done. You're done fetching stuff. You're done doing the small, simple puzzles. Um, So that's why I didn't care. Am I right? Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. We're not here to do that.
3: Yeah. We know
2: that. Sorry, Barry. Um, But yeah, no, I I definitely agree. I'm
0: (laughs) not against against cats. Let me make that clear on the podcast.
3: You better make that clear (laughs) on the podcast.
2: (laughs) We all love animals here. Yeah.
3: I really want to just start an internet argument about if the cats in Final Fantasy 7 look better than the cat in Stray. So I, I wish that's... they gave
2: you like a customization option yes. or like, cause like they he should've. was pretty boring. He was yeah. pretty boring for being just like an orange tabby. Um, mm-hmm. His face, there were certain spots where like his face was a little strange to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, you know, it is what it is. I got what I wanted out of it. So yeah. I was happy with that. But I don't think it would have done well if it was longer
3: probably not you're probably Probably right yeah they they nailed they nailed
1: the entire setting though um Mm
3: -hmm.
1: you you bring up a good point about the cat itself but the setting is what really got me i have not used the photo mode on my ps5 nearly as much as i did Mm -hmm. in this game i was actually stopping and taking pictures because everywhere you went there was just a beautiful backgrounds like whether you were in slum sewer or at a reasonably better looking place to live in terms of Midtown, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know, they they hit that. I agree with the cat thing though. Like it's the, the tabby was okay. They should have allowed you to customize it. You should have been been able to do at least maybe five or six different breeds. You know, yep. they didn't have to make it insane they didn't have to make it a cyberpunk customization but <laughs> right isn't it crazy we still talk about cyberpunk from time to time anyway uh, <laughs> there's so many there's just so many different things you can bring cyberpunk into to describe something that you're talking about anyway um yeah. but they hit they hit it in terms of the uh, in terms of the city the city was what did it for me that's what really I loved being a cat in that city is what I'm saying
3: yeah to put it in a sense. I think that's fair I yeah, I definitely think, game.
0: yeah, I think it would have been a really cool spin to like, and this is just like taking other stuff from other games, but like Craig will, Craig will know this, like NBA where you kind of plaster your own like human face on a monstrosity.
4: Yep. It
0: would have been fun to maybe take a picture of your cat and yep. have the game at least like in Vader's case, make the cat black, or at least yep. make it maybe some sort of similar color style to make right. the game a bit more personal to you. And yeah, I, I, I think in general, the what what the game can be commended for is the fact that there are a ton of people playing stray because it's different from anything else that we that we usually play as. And I, I, I have to commend it for that because it's stray, you know, we're used to having a dedicated, you know, jump button where stray instead of that tells you, okay you can jump here, but only when it says X Mm to do so. Yeah and i think that's something that's different i also think that leanne's right like being a cat you kind of have to change your your thought process on how you solve things getting into a barrel to move it like that is something that is different the also the fact that like a lot of the times in gaming you play as humans where like an awning or like a, a fence rail stops you from moving in this game can just walk in between the fence rail and jump to the next portion and like jump to your next portion which like that's that thought of game design and also like how dedicated they were to be like you're a cat where this you know a simple awning or fence rail shouldn't stop you from moving around so i you know they they definitely put a lot of thought into it and yeah all all you guys did hear me was bash the game for the middle portion of the thing but you know uh (laughs) Craig's right with, I feel like a lot of attention to detail went into the backgrounds and like how pretty and lit up they were and how, and how like different they made the city where I thought the cat probably would have looked better if you'd spent more time on the cat where it, you should always spend um, more time like, the it, cat. It would have <laughs> like, it would have matched like kind of the beautiful design in the city that you were in yeah. for it. Um, I do think it met I think it missed something and I'm not sure if you guys caught this or maybe it goes into like a memory cuz I didn't get all the memories for the game maybe you guys do but there's a portion where B12 right before the ultra light like uh light breaks and I guess that's a spoiler um <laughs> B12 is like staring at the at a huge eye and is like lost for a second yeah. before like the cat dies I didn't for me because I didn't find whatever memory was left of it. I don't think that was ever expanded upon. Like why did he just stare at it? And you know, if had he not broken concentration, you know, maybe you still would have had the ultra light later on. But I feel like there's like that particular thing I was like, "Oh, what happened? Like why you know, why did you just like leave, you know, me the cat to almost die and then you know you break the light because you were trying to save me kind of thing." It's Are you just talking one
3: about like the big thing in the hole. That's what you're talking about? Like the weird eyeball? Like the thing? big, the big guy. Yeah. Because there was yeah, the that eyes. Yeah, there was the big, big eye. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the one that's like that... in a hole. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, that's kind of like in the <laughs> yeah. middle. Yeah, it's in the yeah, middle. I... In the what middle. was that? Yeah. <laughs> I, they, they didn't explain like, that. Couldn't even. tell you. Nothing. No, they didn't. <laughs> they didn't explain
3: the whole purpose of it. They were creepy. And yeah, <laughs> I wanted to know what it was. I was like, that yeah. looks cool. What is that thing? I don't know.
0: Yeah, because <laughs> like would... you get an expose, an explanation for the Zerks and like right. what they're I thought that made sense. But when we get into the eye, you know, you're feeling a little bit like at least this is how it made me feel. Where I'm feeling a little bit uneasy because the eyes are like I really wish they would have programmed to have it follow you as you go through <laughs> the left. The eyes like make contact with you once and then they kind of stop. It would have yeah. been so like. Scary. To have the eye like follow you around but yeah. it's just like that type of thing like i guess i guess all we're supposed to know it's probably a mutation of the zerks in some way but it would have been nice to maybe know that information because it's something that you know is is kind of like this unexplained thing that i was definitely interested in figuring out yeah or like it was learning about it
3: true yeah
1: so i want it, it out of the game time. though yeah <laughs> I wanted out of the sewers when I saw those eyes. I was like, are you cute? I was like, what are these, what
3: are these things?
2: Oh, I wanted more eyes. They could have made this game really creepy, and I would have been could've. okay with it.
3: Yeah. I thought that's where they were going. I was like, oh, you we're guys about to forced get me like, to stream it." Yeah, exactly. You no, should you're stream good. It. Until Autopsy Simulator, you're good.
0: Yes. Yes. I did watch the trailer for Autopsy Simulator. Yep. And I'm going to tell you well. right now, no.
3: You're doing it. it.
0: I don't know what it is like I don't mind the mystery portion of things but it's like the whole like really realistic and I don't know why Mm -hmm. it bothers me so much because I'm used to like violent games and seeing like blood everywhere (laughs) but it's something about cutting up a dead body and how (laughs) realistic that game looks that is kind of like it it's it it it's supposed to put you on edge that's the
3: point.
2: I love every second of that preview. <laughs> I can't. I want it in VR, like now.
3: Oh gosh. Yes. I don't could know you about imagine VR. that in VR. Oh, that'd be rough.
2: N- yes. Oh, that'd it's definitely so going be in VR. It's definitely it going to be in
1: VR. Well, it be.
2: when it comes out, you know where I'll be. I'll be doing uh, autopsies.
1: We watched. We watched <laughs> a guy do a fifteen minutes playthrough of of it, and yeah, it was yeah, like I a demo. It was yeah. a demo, and it was great because it was. Yeah, it was like. 95 percent the autopsy itself but things would happen (laughs) like the lights would go out and stuff like that and
3: that's that's what we're here for. and they're all based on true cases yeah the the sound when you're doing the autopsy and then they're like all right i need to crack the ribs to get inside i was like oh (laughs) yeah gross yeah yeah i'm
0: i'm even right now like i because i watched that demo the 15 minute one and i'm like oh my god
1: (laughs) they they apparently apparently all the cases are based off of real like type cases of why you're doing autopsies and they met with that's that's cool they met with um oh my gosh like not undertakers but I'm like forgetting the the medical term. Medical
2: examiners, like coroners and stuff. Or yeah, yeah, that's you. it. Thank that's you. It.
1: Yep. They met with yeah. coroners to make sure that they were as accurate as possible in the sounds placement, and just everything about the body.
2: I'm so in ready. That
1: part, which is why Barry needs to stream it because yep. this is that. going
2: to be <laughs> this is going to be the game that gets me to pay for Steam.
1: Yeah, <laughs> this would be the one. Seriously, yep. it is. Yep. <laughs> and this is this is going to be it's the baby part off. from Resident Evil Eight, from Resident yep. from Village for Barry. It's just going to be. And I, I can't stop thinking about that part. either.
3: I know you can't. <laughs> There's nothing just, just like that. Just mentally prepare yourself now. You have like a couple months to get ready for it, and you'll be good.
0: Uh, why I don't even know why I bother with you guys. You guys <laughs> just like to see me suffer. My That's so great. What's, well, well, one of the things I do want to say is like the podcast last week went over really well to the point where my brother texted me and he goes, why didn't you use your red button on scorn? And I went, I hate <laughs> you. <Yeah>. Uh,
3: <laughs> you didn't fight hard enough for scorn, Barry. You gave me That's scorn. your game of the year. Yeah, for real. He didn't want it. Whatever.
0: You're right. I, I don't want it. <laughs>
3: um, I think before we do Xenoblade, I can do live alive. Did I say it right, Barry? live alive. alive yeah
0: live um, alive cuz i don't
3: yeah. have a whole lot to say i had no idea that it was a remake of an older game i guess it never came over here but mm-hmm. um yeah. it looks really good uh has that kind of octopath traveler type of feel to it um different type of combat uh where it's like it's not like a uh xcom but it is like grid based Uh, which I did not know, but I think it works pretty well. I like the idea of having all these different stories and different characters, and you just pick one and go. And if you want to back out and swap into a different story, you can do that at any time. Um, And you just complete all their individual stories. I don't know if I'm going to finish it, especially now that I'm like trying to get play Xenoblade as well. Um, But I think for a remake, like remaster, remake, I don't even know what you call it. I guess a remake. Um, I think they did a pretty good job. I just am not sure if it's 100% my style of thing that I'm going to want to play. This is something that, uh, Barry, you would probably finish in like a weekend, I'm going to say.
0: Yeah, I do know that the stories are pretty short yeah. uh, because it's like chapters where you get to play and then eventually there's like this big lead up. I have no idea what the lead up is actually.
3: Right. And all they're all stories. super different. Like I started yeah. with one where I was a uh, uh, like a ninja And I had to infiltrate this area. And and my specialty was I could turn myself invisible. So like you had the option to either go through and fight everybody, or you could kind of go invisible and let them walk past you. Um, But like each one is so completely different. There's like a wild west one. Um, There's future there's in the past. It's pretty cool. Um, But again, like, I don't know the story wasn't like grabbing me that I was like, I need to finish this game. But I think Mm -hmm. the concept is very, very cool. So if that, like intrigues people, then they should check it out. If it doesn't, I don't think there's enough there that's going to like pull you in if you're not like 100% invested in the story. But, yeah, um, that leads into Xenoblades. If we want to go into that. Yeah.
0: Yeah,
1: I can talk uh, about Xenoblade. Do it. Yeah, you want to start, Barry?
0: Why don't you? Yeah, start you it? know, I guess yeah, it is my <laughs> game uh, for, <laughs> for the first portion of uh for the first portion. Wait, did you win this very one? Well,
1: he won this. Oh, one. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I did. Okay. I talked. I talked about it, or, but okay. I think I made more of an argument just for Barry, which is was half my arguments last week. I was like, well, but Craig is, <laughs> Craig's got a jersey that says Dead Space under his other jersey.
3: <laughs> I'm gonna look up the Metacritic <laughs> while you're talking about it, Barry. So I can you should be
0: should be sitting at 87 okay. now. <laughs> All right. With Xeno with Xenoblade Chronicles three. I it is different. This game you don't have to play the previous games for, and what that's what I do like about Xenoblade is that the fact that the three games that they've made you don't have to play the other ones for. Yeah, it gives you a little bit more lore into like the world and how it works. Uh, but they really are very different, like very different significantly. And you have the score up, so all it is Probably eighty
3: nine right now.
0: Oh, it's even better than I thought. Yeah, you're good. So. Xenoblade Chronicles 3, the combat is a lot of the same, and this is going to be a game that you're probably going to know if you like it very quickly. Like, um, there is a long while where there's a bunch of cutscenes, you get to play a little bit, and then it's a bunch of more cutscenes. Oh, I skipped them all. Yeah, so... <laughs> how the combat sort of works is it's this auto-attack sort of thing where you get into combat and your characters are all automatically attacking, but then you manually control the skills. And... You know, you have a healer, a tank, a ranger, uh, like a ranged class, a DPS class. Like, everything is very segmented to where it's pretty easy to understand. It just comes with a lot of, like, learning of the combat system and how it works. I've played Zito Blade, and I've played 1 and 2, so I know how it works. So a lot of the tutorial doesn't bother me too much. I want to see how YouTube feel about that uh, once, once I get more into it. But... I like this one better than Xenoblade 2 because, like, I'm not stuck with the annoying Rex character from Xenoblade 2. And a lot of people had an issue with the character design of Pyra and Mithra from Xenoblade 2. And I'm not sure how much you played those guys, but, like, those two girls were, like, really overly sexualized for the sake of just its anime, I guess, is what is what the sake of it was. Where this one definitely tends to take itself more seriously Uh, The story and how this world works is all of these children like live to fight and fight and like fight to die or, you know, sorry, it's like live to die, fight to survive. I think that's what it is. But each of these characters have 10 years of lifespan where at the end of your 10 years, you just technically get sacrificed to your queen. (laughs) And this is all very early on. And then you're you and your ragtag, you know, group of people are looking to, like, kind of break away from that mold and go a little bit further away from, like, okay, you know, I don't want to die after 10 years kind of thing. So it it tends to take it to where it's a little bit different, where it's a lot of the time, like, all of these, like, places are constantly at war and they're kind of just making children fight each other. So it's it has, like, a dark premise, kind of like Tales of Arise, I want to say, because Tales of Arise had a whole bunch of, like, slavery in it, you know, two people fighting each other it just doesn't pull off the dark tones like i think tales of arise does i think tales of arise is a better version of xenoblade chronicles 3 but i i like xenoblade chronicles 3 i think the the combat is fun i think the characters are endearing but i'm not far enough to say that they are like the most endearing it's not like persona 5 characters where you know you deeply feel attached to joker you know and makoto and all of those from persona but i'm just not that far into the game yet where it could be where you're just you know sad about 100 hours kind of kind of game wasted but overall like i think this is like one of the more accessible xenoblade titles without all the weird fan service and i you know the annoying main character
3: yeah it's listen pretty listen go ahead
1: oh i was gonna say because like i agree with a lot of stuff that you're saying barry (laughs) um you texted me asking me how long the tutorial was that's the funny thing about this game is i answered two hours but this game is like a 12 14 16 maybe i'm i'm 13 hours into the game this is what it does that i like kinda is they keep adding yeah so you get comfortable with the game mechanic then one hour later all of a sudden another battle they're going to teach you something different you and I keep bringing things in that I think is making enough content for 80 hours to not bore me or hundred hours to bore me because there's so many different things that you can either level up or um, create yourself like the combination of fighter that you want, that type of thing. And for somebody who got annoyed with auto attack in the definitive edition of xenoblade chronicles that i did play um i am not as critical of the fact that that is the main um automatic thing that happens that auto attack thing got to me in the last one that i played i just i just couldn't stand moving my joystick just and standing near somebody to fuel the super arts that i want to use but for some reason 12 hours into i think i'm about like 12 or 13 into this game it's not that bad but they are introducing 4,000 things that you do have to remember there is a lot of things you can do in this game and i metacritic wise i can understand why it's an 89 thus far in what i play but i think that there is going to be a specific gamer that may not want to play just because this is like playing three games of chess at once and some people are just going to want to play one game of chess or a game of checkers you know um it's it's simple it's simple and complex at the same time like very complex but it is a good looking switch game it is it is good looking for the switch is what i mean uh five years into having or into the switch being out it does look good for a Switch game, I have to keep emphasizing that because so I'm very sad, we sad. Have to say that. Yeah, yeah. And what makes me sad is some of these franchises are stuck on the Switch and will not get maybe a PS or Xbox look because that game would destroy. It would look so yeah. good on an Xbox or a PS5 because they, they. What I do like about the series is they they highlight big open world spaces with some type of humongous thing in the distance that you either know the lore about or that you're going to figure out the lore as you go through the game just you know and combat system i i i like it i really like it i'm excited to play it i can't wait to really dive into the 40th hour the the antagonists are great if you're not there yet they're great um, it looks like they're going to be a bunch. They remind me of the 13, the group, the 13 from um, Organization 13 from the Kingdom Hearts series.
0: Kingdom uh, Hearts reference. No, Hells stop. yeah. Don't bring Hells that yeah.
1: No. And, and, to, and to bring in a Ma- Matrix reference, the fact that they grow people <laughs> for fighting reminded me of the pods from the Matrix when Neo first woke up and you realize what we were all in. <laughs> it's just, it just anyway. Uh, that concept is not bad too. It Makes me want to go along with the story that were bred to they're bred to fight. They die in ten years, regardless, or if, or earlier if they die in the battlefield, and it's just a n- repeating cycle. And then you meet six people who eventually don't have to necessarily go through that cycle. Craig, let's hear
3: you <laughs> before I. Continue. Um, I may potentially have. A finalist for one of the most annoying characters I've ever heard. Which Riku. one is it, Riku? Oh, he's the most annoying dude. I don't even know what he is. He's like a blue. What is he, Barry? What is wait, he? Wait, Riku. Is he the one with the giant? You know what I'm talking about? Giant sword. He's like really short. You know what I'm talking Uh-oh. about, Barry?
0: I'm. I. I've, you might even be further in the game than I am.
3: Oh no! Honest. I'm like an hour in. He's right there at the I, beginning. He's like the little short dude.
0: Is he? the He's not the healer, is he?
3: Oh, oh no! You, you're talking about the. Are you talking about the different
1: class of like?
3: Hey, let me see if I can find a picture. Because yeah, I'm hour. gonna
0: I'm gonna have to pull him out. But uh, like again, there's like so much. This
3: guy, right here.
0: Oh yep, yeah. yeah hate him. Yep, yeah, I, I hate I get him.
3: It. Hate him. He's so annoying. Yeah, I hate the way he you know, talks yep babe. oh my gosh he's the worst um a- yeah i just don't uh, oh
0: <laughs> i can't wait to hand out an award for that i the thing Man. is is i like xenoblade and i agree with you though like uh what are they're like he's very
3: jar jar binks that's what i mean like his the way he jar jar. talks is so weird and it's not necessary and i it's not like i don't have a problem with his character design i just don't like hearing him talk i like, you please just shut up <laughs> <laughs> I can't hit the a button fast enough when he talks. Um, I will say that like, I don't have any affinity to Xenoblade. Like I think I played the first one. I don't think I played the second one. Um, I am again, I'm super early, but I am slightly annoyed with the auto aspect of fighting. I don't like it um, being like, I'm going to go, let me run around to the back of this guy for the 900th time and stand here until my character decides to swing. And then when he swings, I'll press this button to do a different attack. And then that'll raise up this so I can do my super special, which that's cool. Like, I like that idea. I just don't like auto attack. I've never liked mm-hmm. auto attack in a game. Um, but it's not like a, a deal breaker where I'm like, I hate this game. It's just an annoyance to me. I'd rather just hit the button myself, personally. Um, story, I, I can't really say much. Because like I said, I, I started watching that like opening like cinematic for a couple of minutes, I was like, "Nah, uh-uh. let you me just, just get, get to the game. It all. This is going way too to long." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let that me just get me. to the game. <laughs> yeah, and I know, like, I'm missing. It. I'm like miss. Like you guys are talking about the story, and I was like, I didn't get any of that because I just skipped it. Um, but I'm sure the story's fine. But like, at, I just didn't want to wait anymore. Um, I hate long anime style intros. I hate them so much. I don't care what the game is. Shut up. Let me play the game. Um, you can do a five minute video and that's fine. But once you go past that, like you need to shut up and let
0: me get into this. This is such an attack on all the games I have.
3: It is. You know, it is. There's no need for that. You can, if you can't can like take your story of the game and put it into a three minute intro video, then you shouldn't be making a game. There's no need for 15 minute opening scenes in games. Those are movies. That's an episode of an anime. You need to stop it. We're here for games, not anime. It. But anyway, you need
4: <laughs> Barry
3: enjoys it because you like anime. Barry, I don't like anime. I will play those games like Tales of Arise. I love that game, love it. Yeah, but like yeah, they yeah. don't—they don't smack you over the head with eighty-minute cutscenes. Oh, they Craig, also I'm sorry. Tales of
0: Arise is... <laughs> No, go ahead. Oh, what?
1: No, I'm just gonna say I'm sorry because there's basically a lot of 10 ten-minute to fifteen-minute cutscenes as the game goes on trust me there's
3: just <laughs> trust me i like like i like like the long game. cuts i like the style of the game i like the combat minus the auto issue i just don't need that long of movies so i'm gonna skip every single one which <laughs> means this 100 hour game is going to be a 20 hour game for me it is
0: See, like, for me, I just, I can't imagine doing that because, like, and I'm going to use Persona 5 as an example. Which imagine sucks. playing Persona 5, but then skipping all of the cutscenes. Persona 5 like, is one of the worst
3: me. games ever made.
0: Don't you dare. You take that back.
3: You take that back. Say
0: such things. Yikes. You take that
3: back. Guys, it's not good. There's better games out there. Like school well, Yeah, there's
0: better games, but that's all a matter of opinion, really.
3: I'd rather but... play Kingdom Hearts than Persona. Really? Oh, Oh, yeah. 100%.
0: (laughs) I guess the combat is a little bit more hands-on. It kind of gets you, like, to to each part of it. Yeah. But, yeah, it's just, like, I know what they're trying to do.
3: Mm -hmm. And that's
0: why, like, on Friday, I had asked Craig about how long the tutorial is. Because I didn't want to have people just sit through a two-hour cutscene where I'm just sitting there paying attention to what's going on. Right. So, like, I, I played enough of these games to know what's going, like, what's going to happen and what's going to throw at me. And I know the whole point of it is to get me to care about the characters. Yeah. And, like, for Craig, who's 13 hours in, he cares about the characters if he's 13 hours in. Uh, Like, you know, you're how, in. How much of that was
3: fun. videos? Of your 13 hours, how much of it do you think was videos? Like, twelve. I, uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm going to. Lance just joining in on the sandbagging here. Yep.
0: I I'm love Persona
2: 5, though, so... Maybe three. <laughs> Thank you.
3: Three maybe th- out of 13. Maybe th- yeah, because... The only like time I, it was okay was Metal Gear. Only time. Yeah. I agree with you. And... Yep. The, I, I beat, like, the first major,
1: major boss. There's, so, like, the first boss is a series of fights, and this doesn't ruin it for you by saying that, but it is a series of fights that get gradually crazier, and there's... Are like a five or ten minute cutscene in between the, the fights,
3: it's not necessary,
1: and then there's a big one at the end of the fight to show everybody what happens to the group and what oh and, and how mad the big, big bosses of the entire game are that that bo- battle I'm, I'm was won by game. the player. So it's like that kind of thing. They do this in Kingdom Hearts. Like you beat a boss in Kingdom Hearts and then they show a decrepit scene where if you're in the first Kingdom Hearts, they'll show Ursula and everybody around the table, like, man, Looks like the genie couldn't cut it. Mah. Or if in the later Kingdom Hearts, it's the organization 13 all sitting maniacally with their hoods on. Like I, mm, that. I guess I guess the
0: How yeah. could you
3: so, I did.
0: I, just, I, oh, I totally you, skipped that. You monster.
3: <laughs> Nobody, despite what Barry may say to all of you, nobody completely 100% understands the lore of Kingdom Hearts. And don't sit there and say you do, because it's so convoluted and so full of itself. The only thing that matters is there are Disney characters and Disney worlds that you go to, and that's it.
0: Correct. You just have to watch a three-hour video and you'll understand. No, you
3: still don't understand it. Yeah, you do. (laughs) No, no. No, no, no.
0: Didn't realize I was coming on this podcast. No, no, to I, get I my found a stray. <sighs> games. Yeah, you Bus Simulator.
3: I'm done with Xenoblade. I'm throwing it in the trash. <laughs> bus Simulator. Um, yes. Everybody knows my love for simulator yes. games, obviously. Yes. And when I saw that Humble Bundle had a bundle of simulator games, you know I jumped all over that, which included not just Bus Simulator, but Fireworks Simulator, Construction simulator, airplane oh simulator. Power uh, wash sim- <laughs> I already have power wash simulator. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, I'm interested <laughs> in fireworks simulator. You'll have to talk. I to haven't about tried it sweet. yet, but I
3: want to. But let me just tell you that bus simulator. All these games are like jobs that I would never want in real life, but the yeah. the act of doing them in a game is great. Like trucking simulator is awesome, um, but bus simulator is great because. There's so many things that go into driving a bus that you don't think about. Um, And it's like, you know, you have your tutorial and like this is all right. Turn the bus on. Now you got to hit all these lights and all this stuff that goes into just turning a bus on. But then you got to go with like, all right, I'm gonna go to this stop. Oh, there's a guy in a wheelchair. Hold on. I got to put out the ramp and then let him get on. And then I, oh, here's a guy up here saying he needs to buy a ticket. Let me give him change real quick. And then, all right, they're all on. Let me go close the door. Guess what? Somebody's standing in the doorway. So now I have to get up out of my seat and walk back to this lady and tell her to sit down because I can't close the door. It's that kind of stuff from like, this is great. And if there was a way that you could like, you literally go up to him and like click your mouse and then it'll pop up that says like, please sit down. If there was an option just to add like a microphone thing where I could just be like, shut up and sit down and they went and sat down, that'd be the best game of all time. Um, But I just like the idea of like, yeah, you can customize your bus, that's fine. You get like uh, um, people's different businesses that you can put on the side and you get more money that way. Um, They take money away if you speed, if you hit potholes. Um, Every once in a while when I need a break, I'll just go full on and just hit everybody and run off the road because why not um because yeah it's such a good it's a good relaxing time um making your route for the day picking out all the stops you want to go to and then just driving. every time you go to a stop and you pull away a timer will pop up that's like you have this long to get to the next stop um because obviously all people who drive buses are on a tight time frame um Mm -hmm. but yeah i'm having a ton of fun with it i feel like this is the perfect game to stream um, I just have to figure out the right type of sunglasses and hat to wear when I stream, and then I will do that as well. Maybe a vest. A vest could be cool. Um, yes. But yeah, I mean, I can't stress enough how much fun I'm having with this game. Again, it's in the Humble Bundle, so if you pay like 12 bucks, I think, you get all these games. Mm-hmm. And Barry, you could have Fireworks Simulator. Think about how much fun that would be. I'm yeah, sure I'm, it's fun.
0: Yeah, it probably is fun. I'll have to take a look at it or see what reviews are for it.
3: I haven't uh, tried construction simulator yet. Um, they also give you coupons for like police simulator, which sounds kind of fun. Um, oh, wow. but yeah, I, I will say bus simulator 10 out of 10.
0: Do you get to like be a school bus driver no. at all? Or is it uh, no darn, the city I buses? Really, city I buses? really wanted to like yeah, yell at yeah, yeah. kids. That would be back, fun. That would be fun. Of, like, Jimmy, I bet you there's mods, crying, or,
3: right? You know. There's gotta be mods. There has yeah. to be for school buses. If not, somebody needs to make a school bus simulator because I'll buy that, too. Um, at this Whoa. point, I think we need a separate category at the end of the year just for me to rank the top simulator games of the year because I'm going to have like I, six I don't of think them. That's
1: a point. good idea. You're
3: wrong. That is a really <laughs> good have, idea. Let me have my own 10-minute segment. That's all. There Most
0: hated character in simulator game. Got it. I can add that Yeah,
3: lady the blocking the back door. Sit down. It's not that hard. Just go sit in the seat. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. People who drive you definitely sold me. saints. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> definitely sold me on this game.
3: <laughs> but that's what I played. Who else what else do we got?
0: So I have Digimon survive. I could talk about that next week.
3: How long are the cutscenes?
0: You think Xenoblade is black. Get out. Bad. I don't want to hear about Isn't it. it. Isn't it all cutscene? Right. Yeah, is it a novel?
3: It, it, Isn't it seventy is thirty?
0: It's practically yes, a visual novel. Stop. Uh, <laughs> where a majority of the game is you like creating relationships and, and gaining affinity points
1: dating simulator.
0: Ooh, no hand holding. That sounds fun. Um, Let's do that. But <laughs> it like you're, you're talking to one person and then you go to the next person and then you go back to the next person and then they tell you to go back to talk to that same person. Oh so it's a lot God. of like you, and on top of it too, it's not English voice acted. It and is, this is fun. Japan, it's it's Japanese voice acted with English subtitles. I have to say, I'm not the biggest fan okay. of the visual novel portion of things. Oof. The combat that's turn based, I actually really do like. Um, it comes with and like it's nothing I've ever said before, but a, a lot like with like Project uh, Triangle Strategy. That's what it. Like, there are bonuses from, like, attacking an enemy from behind or from the side, attacking them with weakness. I like the strategic portion of things that you get with these types of games and how, like, individually the grid combat and everything like that can be very thought out, very meticulous, and, like, make you think, which I like those types of games. That's why I like, you know, Project Triangle, you know, sorry, Triangle Strategy, Bravely Default, and things like Fire Emblem. I like all those games. It's typical for for my liking of things. So, that portion of the game I find fun. The visual novel portion, you have to get into the story in order to, like, if if you're not into it, you are not probably going to make it through this game because it is so much talking and so much back and forth, so much about relationships. Now, like, I will admit the thing keeping me together is, like, it Apparently, this game is going to get dark at some point. Yeah. There is going to be what I can only assume is character deaths, which um, like a lot of like Digimon is usually known as a kid friendly property. Like I grew up with Digimon as well. It's usually aimed toward kid, uh, kids. This dark visual novel seems to be taking a liking to more of like my age or like teenage or adult type of Digimon fan. And I'm not even the biggest Digimon fan, but I, I, I will say the visual novel portion of things is very hard for me to get through. Uh, because it's it looks like, constantly doesn't it look, reading.
1: Doesn't it look like it's going to get, like, Digimon meets Doki Doki? Yes. It feels <laughs> like it. And, that's right.
0: That's, that's, it, that's, it. that's that portion of things that I'm interested yeah. in. Ooh. Is, like, what's... where Because, uh, and even so, the... The developers of the game said, said like, okay, like, you guys can talk about the game, but after Chapter 5, mark your tweets with spoilers. Or mark it with, or, like, don't talk about the game at all. So all I know is is that Chapter 5 is, like, a, a big moment in the game. So I honestly have no clue uh, what to, what to expect out of it. And the thing is about this game, too, that I'm not the biggest fan of, is that there are three separate endings in which you have to play through the entire story to get through, that unlocks a secret ending. Uh, so that... Or you
1: could just watch YouTube that's a lot for of, the other two endings. Yeah.
0: That's a lot of visual noveling just to get through, though. That's a lot to ask yeah. of somebody to play your game. Uh, so, especially if they're not a visual novel, like a person that's not into visual novels.
3: So if you play this game for an hour, how much of it is turn-based battling and how much is visual novel?
0: Depends on how fast you read.
3: OK, what about an average? Are we talking like 45 minutes visual novel, 15 minutes turn base? Yeah, I mean, did you guys we talked about liking uh beat 'em ups, right? You guys like that streamer, yeah.
1: Woody? We watched him play it on Twitch last night and we watched him play for like 45 minutes to an hour and they, they showed a quick tutorial of the, the game. the the actual like playing the
2: fighting, and,
1: yeah. yeah, the actual fighting. The rest was the novel. Wow. Okay. okay.
2: Like, yeah. I think the first what, like hour and a half was mainly that.
3: Yeah, it was yeah. A bit, exactly. He, he stopped be a good screaming. Story. Man. Okay. Well, I'm not gonna play that. <laughs> it's all you, Barry. It's all you.
0: <laughs> I, I to, to be honest, like I, I hope that the story keeps me interested enough so that I can get to chapter five. And whatever is interesting enough to get me there, I hope it gets me through the next Yeah. That's, I hope the game does better,
1: doing. in a critical standpoint, because that's the first game on my list from last week. So I don't want to start off with like a negative <laughs> eighty. <Yeah.
3: laughs> you know, hoping scoring I think it's Reviewing can get back. well, isn't it?
0: I haven't seen anybody post look reviews, it and I follow a lot. Well, like, wasn't I know, it not um, reviewed
2: as of yesterday?
3: As of yesterday, I'm there pretty was, like, sure. Not even yeah. a Metacritic review, but uh, I don't know. Yeah, there that shouldn't even that.
0: be a Metacritic review. I User... know that
3: user review is 6.7
0: 6.7 so yeah. the user score keep in mind craig is usually pretty low yep. to be honest uh craig did say anime games do review pretty good so i'm just hoping you're on that side yep. of anime games is that as well but yeah like it is strange that it doesn't seem like a lot of game like journalists got this game early like it just seems like they released it when it came out and then they're experiencing it along with everybody else. So mm-hmm. just, yeah. just keep that in mind is uh, do. that it's, it kind of stinks because like, let's say you want to get the switch version. You can't find As far as I know, you can't get the switch version anywhere right now. And if you were waiting for a review, the longer you wait to get Digimon Survive, the less likelihood you're probably going to find the switch version, unless they like do an Octopath traveler type thing. And promise to put out more stock for it, but this game is also available on PC and PlayStation. I don't know about Xbox. No, it it's is on, on Xbox. Xbox yep. Yeah, it's on Xbox too. So, just just keep that in mind. Is like the longer you wait, it may be harder to get down the road. That's that's all. That's why like this pre-ordering thing that we mentioned earlier could be something that's important to um to a lot of these games in the end. But yeah, it's definitely not a game Craig would play. Uh, but <laughs> that's fine. I. I, hope I know that, my limits <laughs> yeah and that's good it's just yep. that I hope I hope that this story like pulls people to continue to play the game because people are gonna get this game and be like oh like I'm just reading a book kind of yeah. thing so
2: yeah but you mentioned know, chapter how- five or whatever halfway through or whatever and now I'm interested yep. I want to know <laughs> what wait, wait a minute how does this get dark so I'm interested yeah. to hear more about it.
1: Yeah, I mean, because for a lot of people, too, I mean, when when Leanne and I played Doki Doki together, we were kind of like, what is this? And then it hits a certain <laughs> part of the game and yep. you're like, you, you have to see what happens. <laughs> yep. There's no if, ands or buts. But I can see then, it on
0: Leanne's face. Like Leanne's yeah. face tells me like, yeah, Doki Doki gets weird. Fantastic. Doki Doki
2: was real weird, and I enjoyed yeah. every minute of it. Yep. I yep. the reading and stuff. I'm with Craig on this one. Um, I'm yep. not trying to read a book. I'm trying to play a game. Um, so that was rough for me, but like that game itself, the the dark nature to it was pretty dope.
0: <laughs> it's so cool. I'll Does have to mean? let you really know. Is. I'll have to let you guys know how it gets when I get to chapter yeah. five, and if yes, it's something that like is crazy, uh, I'll I'll let you guys know how it is then. Okay. Sure cool
1: anything else in games uh I could save Witchwood for next week it's small it's it's real easy okay. and we're at we're almost at two hours so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's fair yeah All right, I was about say about like,
0: yeah for movies and TV shows for me though I got nothing oh makes it even easier Look at okay that. yeah like for me I did a, I you know me and Craig like I was working on a lot of the editing this week for yeah. last week's podcast so I, I've been I've been so I, it that's was fair. you guys that I that I will allow you. You know, sorry, not allow, but you guys should go and get into the movie stuff.
1: Yeah, go ahead. Hey, we uh, we watched the bear. Um, yeah.
2: Yes. Yeah.
1: Holy cow! First of all, wow,
2: <laughs> just wow. First, yeah. first of
1: all, I don't know why I'm starting with this, but I'm glad there's a second season that's already announced that it got renewed for. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yes. For a show. So the premise of basically inheriting his the, this restaurant, this failing restaurant, this flawed restaurant, this once great restaurant from his brother, and trying to fix it with this ragtag—I'm going to steal your term, Barry—this ragtag group of cooks and sous chefs and busboy-esque, you know, kind of people. Front of they house. took, yeah, they took, yeah, tw- yeah. they took mm-hmm. twenty minutes, or eighteen minutes, or in a case of one episode, maybe forty minutes, and they really, with one real iron setting of the kitchen and the restaurant area, and they made you fall in love with the story. It's fantastic, hundred percent. Um, everybody had a purpose. Why you liked or disliked the scenario that the restaurant was in. And oh, wow. It's 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 quite a touching show. For me, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to a side point. They have some really dope cooking par- or portions in that show. And I'm a sucker for that. I'm a sucker for get the camera on somebody being awesome with food, or in in, in case of one of the characters baking. I'm a sucker for that because they combine that with the drama of the story. And that just propelled the story even further for me or made me more interested in seeing and watching what was going on on the show. And you were right to recommend it to us. You know, Barry, I'm pretty sure Barry, you were the one championing it to
3: all of us, right?
0: It was Craig first, Craig Uh, Craig watched it first. Sorry, Craig. The only reason
3: it was on my radar, though, was because I love Shameless. Shameless. And he is so phenomenal in Shameless that when I saw he was doing something else, I was like, I don't care what it is. I'm going to watch it. And it just happened to be fantastic.
2: Yep. As soon as I saw him and the preview for it before it came out, I knew I was going to love it. It Even has a similar vibe to Shameless. Shameless. It's He's almost like almost they, the
3: same character.
2: Yeah, they they plucked this character out and put him in a different scenario. I think for me personally, to have a short amount of episodes the way that they do and the way they make you fall in love with these characters, like there's three characters that I can think of immediately that like I can't wait to know where they're going with this. Like what what is the next step in this restaurant? You know what's going on. I come from a kitchen background, so this one hit home with me. Um, you really do have a camaraderie with those people that you spend all of that time with. They really are family, and I think this really captured that. Also, I'm just really into the whole vibe of like kind of the seedy side of Chicago. Um, they did that with Shameless, also. Um, so I'm looking forward to that season too.
1: Yeah, yeah, that one episode I know we had we talked about. It was the episode. It was the shorter episode before the season finale. Where yep, like where the 12 minute fired- episode.
2: Yes, yeah. it was. That's my it favorite
1: was. One. <laughs> wasn't it a one shot? Did it look like a one shot yeah. episode? Because cool. I'm a, I am a huge fan. When I find out that an episode is one shot, or when I find out a movie like Birdman, for example, yep. is done with minimal or one shot, I immediately take notice. Yep. There's an Always Sunny episode like that, mm-hmm. which I mm-hmm. think was paying homage to at least maybe Birdman or something but i'm i i am a collector of those type of moments in
3: film yep, yep. in particular and the one that that goodfellas is the one that stands out for me yes
4: where
3: he takes them yeah.
4: to
1: dinner and they walk through the yep. kitchen and to the actual yep. table that gets prepared for them at that yeah exactly yeah, so incredible <laughs> so that that episode in particular i mean you could point out things about every episode that are great but that i know that had to hit home for anybody that spent at least two minutes in a kitchen the the quitting on the spot or the firing on the spot or the tensions rising and somebody walking yep somebody walking out of the kitchen in that moment and the short staffed aspect or the even though you have all your staff for that evening just having something go wrong like eighty thousand orders because Homegirl turned the online ordering accidentally on <laughs> at the last moment. Yeah. Like that was a good way for them to get put to the fire yeah. and for everything to fall apart. Because th- the other episode spent so much time creating this camaraderie and everybody was really coming around. I forget who the Hispanic lady, what her name was, but she's finally around. She's wearing the apron. She's on board with the system. Mm-hmm. And even though the system was changed by Carmi, um and that episode just threw them right back to the first to like to square one it, it, yeah. that's what that felt like to me after all of this what yeah. they do with the second season it could be subpar i don't care i don't think they can make it subpar
2: i don't think so because there's
1: so much there's so much more you can do with this there's still there's still so, so many places you can go with, with it. And Richie Carmi. And then I, I, the, the name of the girl who's escaping me, like the one with the real established resume who came on. Yeah. Um, I'm forgetting her name. It's her
0: name. Yeah. I'll look her up real quick. Greg will be bringing it up, but I will say, like, I'll say what you say about like the the second season though. I really like the way the first season ended. And yep. it kind of ended perfectly for me in a way where I can just assume my own ending right. for what it is. I am scared that a second season that, like, where, how how do you create the same drama? Because their whole drama thing was like, they're incredibly in debt. No matter what Carmi does, everything just seems to go to crap. Now you've got a ton of money you know i guess really it's all about the group fighting about what to do with that money most likely
3: yeah. but i
0: just have to i i just have to hope that like it it does follow in the footsteps of season 1 and and that's what worries me about season 2 is that i i liked how season 1 ended in my own mm-hmm. head and i could draw my own conclusions Where season 2 is now going to come in and we have to see where if they can create that same amount of drama and tension right uh, sydney was her name sydney.
3: Sydney,
1: Sydney. I'll tell you what, Um, always learn your mom's pasta sauce recipe as well.
3: That's all I'm (laughs) going to say. Craig, take it away with what you were going to say. I think, too, Barry, (laughs) to your point, like the amount of money they found when he's talking to Sydney about like how they're going to transform the restaurant. At no point did he say about paying off his debt that his brother Mm -hmm. left him with uh, the guy who's involved with, I'm assuming, the Chicago mob, Right. So, yep. like, you can't do both with that money. So, I'm assuming that's where the tension's going to be that you either pay him off and still have this rundown restaurant, or they do what he wants to do, which is remodel the restaurant and you still haven't paid him off. So, I'm assuming that's where they're going. But I agree with you that um, I would have been fine with it being just one season and you just kind of choose your own ending. But we'll see what happens. Uh, and then also, I know this ties in. For me specifically, I'm going to say like 90% of people who have worked in the food industry. Barry, I know you've worked in the food industry. You may not be in this 90%, but I could remember and taste and smell the amount of cigarettes that were smoked <laughs> when you're cooking and doing all this and you don't have time to eat. So, like, I appreciated the fact that they highlighted just how many cigarettes get smoked in the food industry. It's insane. Um, yeah. but like, it's just yep. a touch that I'm like, man, the amount that went on is incredible. But yeah, I just think every little detail was spot on. Yeah. Cause they did highlight that
1: too. Like that was a part of the reason of why there was a f- kitchen fire. Yeah. That was mm-hmm. some, of the, some yep. of the deepest moments between Richie and Carmi tend to have happened yep. out the back when yep. sometimes the brothers were speechless and then said something yep. to each other. Like they really yeah. highlighted those moments and yeah, yeah, you're, you're correct. That's a big p- part of uh, people's experiences in the food industry is, is, is having those moments. Uh, Your five
3: minute breaks outside.
0: Yep. <laughs> yeah. Literally, literally the only yep. way you got a break was if you smoked. If yep. you didn't smoke, you weren't getting a break. Yep. That's yeah. That was the whole thing. People pick up smoking, just. which is why thing, I did it. I get, yep. Yeah. I could yep. get five minutes to not have to do
3: anything. <laughs> yeah. So well Great done. Great show. And
1: th- there's the little things like that that they nailed. Yep. Um, and it's it can't wait. Can't wait. And I don't know how you do it with that little amount of t- actual cinema time or television time that they had. But they did it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
3: what else? You got more? Um, so, you I mean, technically. Else,
1: didn't you? Yeah, we did. We watched a no, we found didn't. Big on found footage scary movies. Ooh, um, I love found and footage. Love them. Getting our <laughs> Halloween time a little early, so we watched *The yes. Sacrament*. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh,
1: essentially, the storyline is: there's a uh, a brother of a brother and sister in a wealthy family. Sister has the classic wealthy family drug problem, and she finds God to basically get over that drug problem. And through that, she finds a group of more radical uh, Old Testament God-fearing led by one gentleman. And this group eventually finds a desert island or some type of away from civilization so that they can create their own Christian world, Christians uh, living off the land type of thing. And... The guy enlists two um what would you call them, Leanne? Like they weren't like they were deb- reporters. They were reporters. Yeah. They weren't debunking necessarily reporters, but they were No,
2: reporters. it was Vice, actually. It was, Vi- it was a mockumentary of found okay. footage. They were a Vice crew that mm-hmm. had linked up with this gentleman who was looking for his sister and he received a letter from her. So they decided mm-hmm. to go with him to check out this area it was more of like um like a family reuniting aspect. they weren't looking for anything creepy like they had no weird intentions going into this this was just a normal hey we're gonna reconnect these two um obviously there are a lot of twists and turns that take place throughout this has to be one of my favorite found footage movies i've seen it's Um, definitely there yeah and i it's that is really hard for me to say honestly um i've always been a fan of blair witch project um i'm really big into unfriended um this one was definitely different this one gave me if you've ever seen the documentary on the westboro baptist church Mm -hmm. this was it okay this was it in found footage form so think of that think of you know drinking the kool-aid think of you know the the brainwashing that takes place the the eeriness of the area that you're in kind of like the village the whole town was like you know you're out in the middle of nowhere exactly and you're cut off from everything um they did a really good job of mixing the the goriness because there wasn't a lot of gore necessarily with the terrifyingness of the situation like they made you feel there was what like maybe five minutes where we didn't move or make a sound we were (laughs) just so wrapped up in that moment
1: there's definitely Um, a moment where that happened
2: yeah Um, yeah
1: you feel the tension from the beginning uh because she's supposed to be part of this christian group and the settlement and they have to take a helicopter to the island and helicopter like they have an agreement of when they're the guy's going to come back and get them but the first thing they see is people with guns at the gates so you're like what are they keeping out or what are they keeping in kind of thing and from that moment on in as you're watching this you are fearing the safety of the three men and the sister that they're looking for and that's what keeps you on the edge of your seat and then from there, it's just it's it's great, you know. They do a good job kind of showing you around the place, but you know there's something beneath it. You should you guys should definitely watch it. Um, Unfriended is I also one of my favorite found footage uh, <laughs> scary movies. Yep. Uh, in addition to Blair Witch, because ha- I mean Blair Witch almost started the, f- or at least really propelled the found footage because you could yeah. if you want to look back, you could find found footage attempts in scary movies in like the 70s and 80s, but like Blair Witch, Blair Blair Witch, Britney Spears did what Britney Spears to pop. You know, it's like kind of like the same thing with like what Blair Witch did to found footage. And I suggest if you're one of those people who doesn't have a scary movie or a new one, but wants a good one, because that's what we're doing all the time. We're trying to find like a new, good, scary movie and they're hard to find. Um definitely recommend it. And if you're if you're a person who likes that cult scare, like that real cult scary kind of vibe, because there is a there is a specific vibe that a cult movie mm-hmm. gives in terms of yep. thriller and terror. Definitely recommend it. It's called The Sacrament. We had to watch it through Tubi because yeah. that was the only place it was on. But it's uh, free. at least for free. At least on for free. And we weren't gonna buy it because you really you really can't put your money towards like that leap of faith (laughs) that a scary movie's gonna be good anymore. Unless it's especially horror movies. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Yeah. (laughs) And like some some have a tendency to overstay their welcome a little bit. I think this one ran for like what an hour and forty five minutes, maybe. Perfect. I think that was more than enough.
3: It wasn't too short. It wasn't enough for sure.
2: Yeah, I think you would like it.
3: Okay. I'll check that out um okay is there any other ones those are the two that stand out okay as to what
1: we Um, We did a
3: lot of i I can just i can just run through my three real quick here i did watch the gray man on netflix which was like the russo brothers huge 200 bazillion dollar netflix movie um (laughs) with uh chris evans and why am i blanking on his name ryan gosling yes ryan gosling um I feel like this movie's getting a ton of hate, but it is what it is, which is a straightforward action movie. It gave me a lot of um, kind of like Winter Soldier is like prime Russo brothers for me, and like that's what this is to me. I think it it does what it does well. Um, I didn't expect a whole lot out of it. I enjoyed my time with it. Um, there's a action scene on like a a, a train that I thought was fantastic. Um, I just, I'm not really sure where the hate's coming from. I don't know what people expected out of this. Uh, but again, it's like an, it's a Netflix movie you put on on a Saturday night and you just have a good time with it for two hours. Um, it's a popcorn movie. It's what it's our Barry and I's go-to, right? Like that's what we want. We just want to have fun. It doesn't have to be super deep. I don't have to think about a million things. Just let me have fun. So I would say it's a good movie. Don't know if it'll end up in like a top 10 anywhere, but like I would watch it again for sure. Um, The other one, I mentioned it last week, but I didn't go over it, was I did watch The Black Phone. Um, Yes.
2: I want to see it so bad.
3: Uh, I won't spoil anything. Um, I will say that when you go into it thinking that, like, this is going to be a good horror movie, this is not a horror movie. It's a thriller, for sure. There's, like, maybe one or two moments that might make you jump a little bit, but for the most part... This is a thriller about a serial killer who's taking kids and killing them. Um, I don't really want to say too much other than that. If you've seen the trailer, you know the aspect of the black phone. Um, but I will say that this movie to me was phenomenal. Um, I yes. enjoyed every moment of it. Um, it's probably going to end up on a list for me this year for sure. Um, Ethan Hawke killed it as a I'm serial so killer. Just absolutely Good. killed yes. it. Um Again, people were saying like their criticisms are like, oh, it's not scary. It's not scary. There is a uh, again, no spoilers or anything, but like there's a moment there's a shot of him. If you watch the trailer, he wears a mask right over his face Mm -hmm. Um, and he changes that mask a lot. It has different looks. Um, But there's a moment where he's sitting in his kitchen and he's kind of like lounged back and he's got his mask on. He's got no shirt on and he's just like sitting there and it's just the most terrifying thing i was like oh my god this guy is incredible like at what he's doing pulling this off this like terrifying look um but yeah absolutely loved it cannot recommend it enough i think it's gonna be on one of the streaming services very very soon i want to say peacock yeah Yeah. if it's not up yet it should be very soon 45 Um, days
1: after the be release is when it goes to Peacock. Right. That's what we're waiting for to watch it to be honest. Fantastic. August
3: 4th. Yeah. Yeah. Um this one I would consider purchasing physically to have um for sure. I'll keep an eye on that one for Black Friday. And then the last one that I have to bring up uh is on HBO Max called The Rehearsal. Um it's a okay. TV show, TV series. Uh if I don't know if any of you have watched anything done by his name is uh let me look it up here. Nathan Fielder. Uh, He is a comedian. Um, He had another show called Nathan for you. And there's a bunch of seasons on HBO um, where basically he goes in and in Nathan for you. He just pitches wild ideas to businesses completely out there with the rehearsal. I will say this before you look anything up. Do not look anything up about this show. This is a show that is real. It's not fake. And all I will tell you is. He helps people with difficult situations in their life um, and how to handle them. How he does it absolutely blew my mind. Um, I watched it and I was like dumbfounded what he did. I made my wife watch it again. So I watched it the second time and she was like, I don't understand what's happening, but this is crazy. Um, We had her brother came up these past couple days i made him watch it so i watched it for a third time and he literally sat there for there are like 45 minute episodes for a good 20 30 minutes of it just like his mouth open being like oh my god like what am i watching so i don't want to tell you anything i don't want to ruin anything but that is the basic premise people have issues he helps them solve their issues that's all i'm going to tell you so all of you go watch that um it's hilarious and also will blow your mind. So that's all I'm going to say about that. So next week, I expect you all to watch that.
1: <laughs> hey, I mean, hey, last thing we watched from this was the bear. But last yes. thing, last thing off of a recommendation that we watched from <laughs> this podcast was
3: the bear. Right. And he so it's weird. he has a specific style of humor um, and he is uh, he's on the spectrum. Right. So he thinks differently. Than most people do. And he's gotcha. very like, uh, everything is like, by like, he has to figure out the minute details. So, like, he's mm-hmm. super goal oriented that way. It's just insane. So, yeah, that's the last thing I watch. Go watch that. And then all right. I think that's it, right? We got it all. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Sweet. I'll be watching. Uh, I, I'm definitely going to jump into it. If this yes. high of a recommendation the last time you probably gave one this high seemed to be that one magic show that you had. Yes. Um, so if it's anything yep. like that, I'll definitely. be. Interested.
3: I feel like some people may watch this and be like, I don't know what I just watched. I don't get it. This is dumb, but I don't think you'll have the same reaction. I think you'll enjoy it.
0: Yeah. All I, right. I think I, I, think I will too. I heard about this show as well. I haven't, okay. I haven't heard much else, but I have heard of it.
3: There's multiple so. episodes. I think there's four episodes out right now. They come out every Friday, I think. Okay. Um, so yeah, check those out.
0: All right. Well, that's going to do it for the podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed listening to it for the last two uh two two hours and 20 minutes at this point it was it was long but we needed to catch up on all the news from last week because we did our special we did so thank you guys for listening if you if you're interested please make sure to share the podcast review it like it on your podcast listening platform choice we have an instagram a twitter and a twitch that uh we're pretty active on so just make sure you follow us there if you ever want to get in contact or ask us anything as well on the YouTube page. Thank you guys for watching the video. Please make sure to like it, subscribe, and share the video as well. We appreciate all the help you get from there. And if you're interested in sending any hypotheticals or maybe your opinions on any of the shows or games that we talked about, we have an email at at highsensitivitypodcast.gmail.com in which you can submit such things. Thank you guys for watching again. See you guys next time.
3: Bye. See you later. Thanks. See you later. Thanks. Thanks Thank you guys for having me. Thank you, Leanne. Uh, Yeah, thank you. you.
2: This has been a blast.